0: Program contains mature subject matter,
1: including maladjusted
2: youth,
1: masochistic hillbillies, and the excitement of the prices rise. Right.
2: It may be deemed inappropriate for our younger viewers.
1: Viewer you discretion advised.
0: I would like, if I may, to take you. On a strange journey. I'm giving you a choice.
3: I can put on these glasses g- or start eating that trash can.
1: You maniacs! What is a
0: man? When we are successful, we will be. We had a real chance with this. My father told me when I was a child people in authority lie. And we all, if we are going to continue to live in a democracy, We need to understand that people in authority lie, people in authority will abuse every power that we relinquish to them. And right now, we are giving them the power to micromanage every bit of our lives 24 hours a day. They're gonna know where we are, they're gonna know the money that we spend, they're gonna have access to our children, they're gonna have the right to compel Unwanted medical interventions on us. We, you know, the Nazis did that in the camps in World War II. They tested vaccines on gypsies and Jews. And the world was so horrified after the war, we signed the Nuremberg Charter. And we all pledge when we do that. We would never again impose unwanted medical interventions on human beings without informed consent. And yet in two years, all of that conviction has suddenly disappeared. And people are walking around in mass where the science has not been explained to them. They are, they are doing what they're told. They are orchestrating these government agencies are orchestrating obedience, and it is not democratic. It's not the product of democracy. It's the product of a pharmaceutical driven biosecurity agenda that will enslave the entire human race and plunge us into a dystopian nightmare where the apocalyptic forces of ignorance and greed will be running our lives and ruining our children and destroying all the dreams and dignity that we hope to give to our children.
3: Dark days indeed for the darkest day of the year. Happy solstice, everybody. Welcome back to Behind the Schemes. This is episode 25, December 21st. Uh, We got Malachi and Booberry here tonight. Monty couldn't make it. Um, I
1: don't see what the big deal is, you know, from that clip. What's the big deal?
3: <laughs> guy's probably just a racist. <laughs> uh, today is going to be a super monumental episode. We have a special guest with us here tonight. He is someone that I have known for about half of my lifetime from my days in reenacting. He was uh, first sergeant and field commander for the 2nd North Carolina uh, Regiment for American Revolutionary War reenacting. But more importantly... He was a uh, he is a veteran of the 82nd Airborne Division, the 3rd Ranger Battalion, and the 5th Special Forces Group. Um, author of the Nothing But Blood and Slaughter series about the North Carolina or the, about the campaigns of the uh, Americans during the Revolutionary War, and the book Triple Canopy, which I have sitting on my desk here. Uh, you can go and find more of his work on YouTube. He co-hosts a show called F Bomb History. Everybody, please give a big behind-the-schemes welcome to Patrick O'Kelly. Howdy. I hope Hello. I it. Wow. All right. <laughs> Thank you so
1: much for coming oh. on and spending some time with us tonight.
3: <laughs> that wasn't supposed to be laughter. It was supposed to be... <laughs> there you go. <laughs> well, I, since we got you here Finally Pat, I... Feel like we should just jump straight into it. Uh, We we affectionately refer to 2020 as the year that won't stop giving. Um, (laughs) What's like uh... like (laughs) chlamydia? It burns. (laughs) No shit. Um, is there a particular point in time or history? that you feel could best correlate to some of the shit that we have gone through this year in the states. Well, you got this
2: year is a pretend year. And it's real tough to compare this to anything in history. And you got to figure out what point in time were people willingly wanting to be lied to and 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 they believe every bit of it. And I, I, I honestly, I can't think of a time in history where there was there was like little bits, nothing on a national level like this. For example, you know the 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 famous story of the War of the Worlds, the, the radio show, where a handful of people kind of freaked out, even though that really wasn't true. It was very few people, but still, it's you, you had very small periods of time where people were fooled and believed it, but nothing on the level of this where. You have this deadly, horrible pandemic that won't kill you 99.7 percent of the time, and but people run around like it's the black plague, and they want it to be the black plague. So you got half the country wanting it to be the black plague, and if you don't believe it's the black plague, then you obviously there's something wrong. You don't believe in science. You're but actual right. science says it's not the black plague. <clears throat> We, uh... So I, I, I can't think of a time in history where something like this has ever happened. I, I uh, Part of my bona fides there was I did 20 years in the military, and then I did 20 years as a teacher. I taught junior RTC in a high school. And I would tell my students that right now they are living in extremely historical times because you have so many things. And this was before 2020 but for example we're in the longest war we've ever been in the forever war the one in afghanistan we you know the 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 terrorist attack you the, i mean just the all these unprecedented things and i said if, you know right now you probably imagine what would it be like to live in the civil war what would it be like to live in the revolutionary war i guarantee you 200 years from now people are going to be wondering what the hell was it like to live in 2020 or 911 so you are living in historical times there there is no precedent for what you see on a national level, except at, at, and I hate to go there because it's it's like the, the the argument ender. It's you could see how you know the communists rose or the Nazis rose to power, where they fooled an entire nation and they believed it. And uh, so yeah, we got. I'm not gonna say the entire nation is fooled. It's split fifty fifty, and I honestly don't think the other half is fooled. They just they are so angry and hate that they want to be right. And when they're not right, it makes them more pissed off. They want the bodies to be stacking up. They want to have these mass graves in central park. They want to have their refrigerator trucks to the brim with dead bodies, but they're not there. And so it kind of pisses them off that they don't have this death scenario.
3: Yeah. We, uh, we've often <clears throat> compared the new religion of scientism to a death cult. I mean, between uh major science releases and uh, the legacy media, I mean, they they worship these numbers. you know. Oh,
2: oh I'll give you one that is historical. There you go, because you just said the science of the religion. Go back to the French Revolution, and you had the – oh, man, what was it called? The, the Church of Reason, where all of a sudden the old church is out. Religion is gone, and all that really matters is reason and science. But it was the science they made up on the spot, and if you didn't believe it, they killed you. And that was happening during the French Revolution. God. Bad news is usually whenever you have somebody like that, what finally puts a country back into order is usually the rise of an evil dictator like Napoleon or something like that. Um, so who knows what's in our future? I don't think Biden will be an evil dictator because he doesn't even know which end his depends are on. I'm not too thrilled about the vice president. You know.
3: <Sorry.
1: laughs> Right. It's a uh, it is something like like you're saying. You know, I think that uh, um, Kamala Harris is the puppet. You know, Obama's the puppet master, just like he said in that uh, in a clip recently. Like, oh, well, sometimes I wish I had, you know, somebody to just speak for me, and I could
3: hang out in the basement with my pajamas it, yeah. and just yeah. I I
1: got it, I, I get it. It's clear. He's still leading the party, and he's, yeah. he's head of all of this stuff.
2: There's, you know, whenever when our nation has been this divided in the past and it's happened, not, you know, you always go to the Civil War. Look, it's civil war. But our nation has been almost this divided in the past. And there's a few things that have saved us. Uh, for example, in the 60s, I grew up in the 60s. I'm an old guy. So in the 60s, you had this 1968 was almost a copy of 2019 where you had a Democrat party that just was over the freaking top and they had, you know, they even beat each other up their own freaking convention because it was kind of like having Bernie Sanders where you had one group that wanted the anti-war people to be in control. And then you had the other group that didn't and they ended up fighting each other just like Bernie Sanders versus Biden. Uh, And you had all this going on in the sixties. And what saved us then was we still had a pretty firm hold on basically the base of religion. I mean, we, we had people that still believe that, yes, if I do something wrong, I do something bad, in my afterlife, I'm gonna have to answer for this. So you had that, that fear of God, that kind of c- controlled us from going off the dark side. Now we don't have that. And so because of that, this country is divided now, and it, you know, it'll just take a very very small spark to turn this country into a civil war
1: yeah uh, do you think um I, you know, I i think you're spot on with what you're saying here you know about <laughs> the loss of you know a, a religious moral, a moral base yeah. and and that's 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 communism in general you know you get you can't oh yeah you can't have that's as a form of freedom you know the state has to handle that role as well um but uh i think i almost lost my train of thought here it was just like yeah because of this lack of a moral compass we'll call it religion with that party it's almost like now they're emboldened to uh take more drastic measures and be way out in the open um and and you know, by i think the uh, election has been clearly rigged i think that the covid uh, 19 is clearly a scam at least if you Take everything into account that they're saying with statistics and stuff. It doesn't make any damn sense, Uh, but they don't care, and and they—they don't
2: care because they know they don't have to now. Right? I mean, look at it. You can. You could sleep with a, a freaking Chinese spy and they still want you to be around. You could whack off on he freaking and during the during middle of a TV show and, and get caught. And it's like, oh, they're going to come to your rescue. Oh, no, he's still a good guy. So what if he jacked off in front of everybody? Uh, you, you've got all of this. It doesn't matter. You can, you can do anything you want. And as a Democrat, you're forgiven. It doesn't matter. And so they know this. And so why, why wouldn't you try to cheat in an election? What, what is the worst that will happen to you if you get caught? Oh, you might get a fine. How many people have actually gone to prison, actual prison, for election fraud? You know, no. Normally, it's a it's a fine or two, and then hey, guess what? You're, you're now in charge of the election because you're a Democrat. And so it's it's they know they can get away with stuff because there is no repercussions. And yeah. what will happen? And this is historical too. Eventually, you know, it's it's what I, something else I taught my students: in the absence of law, people will make their own laws. In the absence of justice, people will make their own justice. The, the The old vigilance committees what, what you know everybody calls vigilantes, but the original vigilance committees were the outskirts of Rome, where there was no law, they made their own law, and if you look at our old West, same thing there, there wasn't the wild West really wasn't that fucking wild. I mean if you did something stupid, they'd string you up or shoot you, and so it really wasn't that wild. they weren't going to let you go there. You're not going to rape this guy's wife. You're not going to shoot this guy's daughter. You're not, or, or you know rape his cow or whatever. Not just, <laughs> all of a sudden I went blazing saddles, but uh, <laughs> but basically it's in the absence of law. There's going to be law. So what happens eventually? There's a point in time where every people, it's the last straw, and. You know, like everybody was talking about, well, I shouldn't say everybody, the Democrats were saying that if Trump lost, all those conservatives are going to rise up and there's going to be. No, they won't. Conservatives don't rise up. Conservatives defend. And if you look at all the people, the wars that are started for freedom, they're usually defensive wars. Alexander conquered. I mean, the British came in. And those 75 guys sitting on that green all by their little lonesome, they were there to defend their little teeny town. They weren't going to start a world war, but they did. And and uh, uh, another example is, is you know, Fort Sumter. It was the South defending their turf. And so it led to a war, a civil war that was incredibly bloody. And so the conservative side of the house tends to fight defensive wars. They don't rise up. They don't mob in the street. They don't do, you know, militias rising up and trying to take over nations. That's not a conservative viewpoint. We defend, like Ruby Rich, they defend. Uh, Waco, I, you know, I I, I I, don't really give a shit about David Koresh, but you can be a religious nutcase in America because it's your right to be a fruity religious nutcase. If you want to stand on the street corner and say the end's coming all naked, Well, not naked, you know what I mean? But you can do it. It's America. (laughs) Naked enough. David Koresh could go ahead and and be David Koresh. Again, you could legally own all those guns. But then they came after him, and it was defensive. And so conservatives are the most deadly is when they're defensive because you're coming at them on their ground. Nerds, they've picked their turf. Uh, Modern versions of this were the defensive thing is uh just what about three years ago or so uh all those ranchers out west that banded together and would not let the federal government take uh, i can't remember the guy's name but basically they banded and stopped the federal government from taking this guy or going on his land that was success it worked yeah and so it was defensive
1: but they did get him in jail for a while i think he's out now though well one
2: guy they killed um, right, they, they did. I don't
1: now. think he was a family member. Maybe he was.
2: Well, the uh, the old guy, they they shot him down in the snow. But what yeah. I'm what I'm getting at is though the original intent of them trying to go on that land and take, they wouldn't let them do it. And yeah, they did later on because the movement had petered out. But initially, that movement stopped them. Now that movement stopped them, and the federal government did learn from Waco. They did learn from Ruby Ridge. Hey, don't go after the the guys with the guns because they probably outshoot you and kill a lot of you when you're doing it. So now they don't do that. They back off. And that's what they do with the ranchers. They backed off. It was a successful insurrection. They they right. got the federal government to back off.
1: And it was and justified. Uh, they were justified in what they did. And I, if I'm not mistaken, they it's still their land. I, I Now, yeah. I don't know. I need to look into that though before I just... Uh, assume. Yeah, before.
2: yeah, I, I, I'd have to look at the case, but I just know in that one situation that insurrection worked, the the, mm-hmm. the government did back down.
1: Hmm.
2: That's rare. Good God! Oh, well, it is rare. And it, if the if it hadn't, what would have happened? Would that have been the start of the war? You know, something. That's one that If you look at history, wars <laughs> start over the some of the smallest infractions, little things that start out. Look at look at Washington. Washington just had a chip on his shoulder because a French guy blew him off and treated him like a little boy. So he ambushed a French patrol walking through the woods, and it led to the Seven Years' War. It led to a world war. So this one little dinky ambush in the woods led to a world war, which in turn led to the Revolutionary War, which in turn led to the United States being created. All because Washington just really didn't like having a French guy treat him like a small child. USA (laughs) Little things
3: Yeah Now um, have either of y'all seen the There was a Daily Beast article that came out and Daily Beast is definitely a More left leaning um, Publication and I I know this because There was a bunch of communists on my Social Sesame uh, Feeds kind of getting in an uproar Saying oh look the conservatives have finally Done it they're they're finally uh, Storming buildings but um there was a crowd of uh, heavily, armed mob, or, uh, heavily armed far right mob or heavily armed fire, far right mob flood flooded, excuse me, the Oregon Capitol uh, t- uh, today. Uh, so a bunch of them showed up with uh, rifles and you know, handguns and I didn't see,
1: Now I watched a little bit of that live and I did not see heavily armed people. I saw uh, old, women, men and women of all ages and races, and um, I didn't see. That doesn't mean they didn't show up later. But I was watching a live feed.
2: Oh, yeah. well, remember, remember, to a liberal, if you have a shotgun and a rifle, you have an arsenal. <laughs> and oh my God, if you have two hundred rounds, you 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 just you you have a freaking ungodly amount of ammunition. Meanwhile, two hundred rounds for me—that's no, that's what I use the zero rifle. <laughs> Not really. I'm a little better than that. But you know what I mean? That's that's, that's, that's about ten minutes on the day. And, hell, shit, man, I've got a freaking crank fire. M nineteen nineteen machine gun out here, and I burned up two hundred rounds in a matter of seconds. <laughs>
3: That's awesome. I just, I you know, I look at this article and the uh, the reactions from the guys that showed up to Capitol Hill and uh, where was it Michigan for the anti lockdown protests, and it's yeah. always the same <clears throat> response. It's like, look at all these extremists, these far right, you know, KKK, these neo Nazis, the just all sorts of. Hugely demonizing uh, slander, I guess. I, I don't know if there's a better way to phrase it or not. Uh, no, that's
2: the point. Is it,
3: is it's it's a very
2: socialist mindset. You you demonize your enemy. You make them look like crazies. And uh, and if you can't beat them, and they're actually making sense and they're scoring points, then you really make everybody look like they're crazy. I mean, look at Solzhenitsyn. Solzhenitsyn. Uh, Russia, he was too popular. He was too, they couldn't kill him. I mean, amazingly enough, the USSR could not kill a person because if they did, it would be bad. So what they do, they told everybody, oh, he's actually insane. He's just a crazy guy. And we're going to send him out to a nice hospital out in Siberia. And because he's saying that there's things called gulags and there, there is no such thing as a gulag. It doesn't exist. He's just making that up. He's a crazy person. And so that's another tactic of the socialists is to make you look like you're nuts and if they can't beat you, make you look like them nuts. And that that's that's man, that that's as far as I mean, look at uh oh shit, who's the who's the dude in the fifties, the anti communist guy? Uh it's almost McCarthy. like a bad name. Yeah. McCarthy. McCarthy, McCarthy. everything McCarthy said was true. I I mean, know. It, it was all true. There was nothing that he said that wasn't true. And but to this day you, you look at McCarthy and it's like, Oh McCarthy, he's an idiot, the guy was nuts. But that was successful, I mean, the, the successful freaking uh, propaganda to make everybody think that he's this guy who's nuts. It is it is
1: very interesting how <clears throat> open our media has become, too. They're, they're no longer even attempting to be um, unbiased, you know, and just a journalist. They're, they are the oh. another arm of the Democrat Party. Right now, they they are all just talking oh, yeah, talking points and saying the exact <clears throat> thing. It, it, and they and, become and a task. The they become Pravda.
2: Yeah, they are prompta, the Pravda, the task right. of the United States.
1: And, and it's just disgusting, man. It is disgusting, and uh, to see how many people are lied to and just <clears throat> I think people don't yeah. even care enough they don't read the newspaper they're not even involved in it they're just like okay this and that um i'm just gonna do my thing and watch monday night football or or my favorite show you know
2: Yeah. welcome to the history of mankind most uh, people don't give a shit they just want to live their life they want to live in peace and they don't give a fuck and that's the way it's been since the beginning of time it's it's the very small percentage that actually does give a shit most people will tell you, "Yep, yeah, that's really bad and that's fucked up," and I agree with you. But when it comes time to step up, they, oh, eh, you know, I don't want to, you know, stay at home. I got kids and stuff like that. I got so, my job. You know, I got to. A- that's that's from the it. beginning of time.
1: You know, my butthole hurts. I'm not gonna do it. <laughs> <laughs>
2: well, even there was, there was this one guy I know on on Facebook. He he's bad mouthing people because he's like, oh, you conservatives, you're supposed to be rising up. And he's a conservative. He's like, you're supposed to be rising up. What are you doing? And my answer to him was like, dude, when you start the revolution, let me know and I'll join up. And it's like, so you'll whine and complain why there's no revolution, but you're not starting one, are you? And, you know, me, I'm not starting one. Why? Because, you know, it's not, it's time. It's not time. I mean, yeah, Biden's fucking joke. Harris is going to be a fucking bad president, but the time has not reached the point where you should go out and start gunning down your own fellow citizens. I've been in two civil wars and they're not fun. They are not nice. And it is fucking bad.
1: But one thing that has to happen, you know, they have to, they being, I don't know what's it say a a court, maybe a, a court, any court, as far as I'm concerned, should look into uh, some of these election, we'll call them anomalies, you know, into this latest election and, and have the power of subpoena put these people who said, no, you know, there were no ballots that we were shoving in in Fulton County in the middle of the night. And we told everybody to leave, have them under oath, you know, but see that's what's scaring me now is, is that I think that the corruption is so embedded even more than I could ever imagine from the, from the local courts or local district attorneys all the way up to the Supreme court, you know, and everything in between is just com completely, absolutely corrupt. And I, you know, because they won't well, live they, in- it,
2: it is, um, I mean, it, the, the, you hear a lot of the states saying there's no way we can live together anymore. And, and that's, in our nation's history, there's been four periods where secession was really, really freaking close. The two that came the closest, well, one did happen, was the South leaving the North. But The, the other one was uh, during the War of 1812, uh, the Northern states did not like the war. They called it Mr. Madison's War. And, uh, and they, they, they wanted to leave and actually become part of England because mainly it was all economics, because they would built the Royal Navy, and with no Royal Navy, everybody was out of a job. And so they're, they're like, well, fuck that. Let's leave here and just join Britain back. And the Hartford Convention almost succeeded. They were going to leave the Union and join Canada and become part of the British Empire. So there's been periods in our nation's history where we came really close, where we cannot get along. We just will not get along. And so the idea of breaking apart seems like the thing to do right now. We're living in that time. There's serious talk of leaving and like Texas, Texas has always wanted to leave ever since they started. And so, but Texas is the one right now kind of leading the way. And people are like, well, that's sedition. That's treasonous. It all depends on which version of the constitution you believe in.
1: (laughs) Yeah, exactly. Well, uh, so I I think Democrats only believe in the part that would suit their narrative that specific day, you know, and uh, and they get shit all over it every other day.
2: Yeah, but there's like you said, there's you know, a court should step up, but they're corrupt. You know, politicians should step up, but they're corrupt. Mm -hmm. So, what will solve this? There's like there's three three major avenues. One is a civil war. One is succession, and one is just going through a really dark fucking period and maybe somebody'll rise up again <laughs> i'm talking about politically not not right. people, militarily yeah yeah, yeah well, but they're not going
1: to allow uh, uh, sorry Adrian I keep cutting you up but uh you know if they don't allow f- free and fair elections then you know we're definitely going to go through a very long uh, probably 100 years or so of
2: kind of a soviet bolshevik
1: era you know
2: part of the making the elections fraud is making sure people don't even think that the vote counts and it doesn't matter. And so they've succeeded at that. I, th- I think they they're going to lose those two seats in the Senate in Georgia because nobody won't nobody's going to show up and vote because why your vote doesn't matter. They're going to rig it in. You know, it's like, fuck it. Why should I vote?
3: I, so I guess, one of my questions is the we live in a uh in a republic right it's not actually a democracy despite whatever you hear from any major mainstream legacy news outlet um how how likely are the chances of any of us i'm I'm a little younger than y'all um and i think we have a couple of listeners that are younger still than me but uh, uh, what's the chances of actually seeing a succession in our lifetimes like are we
2: oh history's a bitch history history's a fucking raging bitch who's going through menopause and smoking crack (laughs) you don't ever want to fuck with history and the minute you say this ain't going to happen history will fucking smack you stupid and "Ah, (laughs) i got you now (laughs) Uh, i'll give you a classic example i i I retired out of the army before 9-11 one year before 9-11 And at that time, the reason I retired was because, man, there ain't nothing happening. Uh, uh, The Soviet Union fell. Everything's pretty peaceful. Ain't much going on. Hey, I'm going to do this new avenue of teaching high school. A year later, we are now in the longest war in our lifetime in in the history of the United States. No one saw that coming. You know, history just smacked it. You know, you think it's nice and peaceful here? Fuck you. You know, so it just smacked them around. So the minute you say that ain't going to happen or there's no way it's going to bounce or, you know, this, this probably wonder how it usually does. Hmm. Another great example. I skied in Sarajevo, uh, in the 19, when the hell did I ski there? I skied in Sarajevo in 1986 and I, they had the Olympics, the winter Olympics there, right, right around that time frame. in Sarajevo, man, this beautiful place and all these hot young ski bunnies going around, man, look at that. This is an awesome place. Two years later, it is the modern genocide. Nobody saw that coming. Nobody at all. You know, nobody, nobody could predict that. So the many think something's not going to happen. It is. So your question was, what is the likelihood of succession? Is it possible? Anything is possible. Hmm. secession is a political means. It's not a military means. It may need the military to back it up, but it's a political. And so can you get enough of your people to want to leave the Union? is it possible yes it is uh it, and anybody that says well secession is not legal well <laughs> like like Mao Zedong said you know uh you know the law comes from the barrel of barrel of a gun so it's legal if we win <laughs> you know we, we weren't supposed to be breaking away from england and forming our own country but we did because we won mm-hmm. you know so it, it's it's legal if you win Exceeded. and so the idea of saying secession is is treasonous that's not true the original founders, you know, they taught that secession was a viable means. Like I like I said earlier, you know, the New England states were going to use it to break away. The southern states did use it to break away. South Carolina almost used it to break away when Andrew Jackson was president. So is it possible? You have to have the motivation of the people, and you have to have politicians willing to do it. Now, do we have that at this time? Um uh, not i mean i could see a few states probably fired up about it but even texas i think texas is going to turn blue here in the next five six years i think they're going to lose it's not going to be a republican state anymore
3: right yeah, that well, massive massive influx of uh californians you know yeah all, all yeah, californians
2: there. and you got the illegals and so like between the illegals and the californians coming in uh the state is changing and you can see that by uh e- even though that beto uh, you know the the white boy who thinks he's Spanish, freaking, you know he lost, but he didn't lose by a lot. And That was the scary thing, and people that was an eye open like, holy shit, this guy could have won. And he's like so a- he's, AOC,
1: you know, very yeah. similar, just dangerously dumb. Hey man, I, how know, many
3: how many times do I got to watch- tell you yeah. it's Halo C? Damn it. <laughs> Sorry.
1: <laughs> Not uttering from my mouth.
3: <laughs> so uh, one talking point that I've, I've really come to kind of hammer on um, after the past four years of, of Trump as president, you know, I, I by no means think that he's the next great American dictator. I mean, I just I, I don't see it. Well, you obviously know, he's not,
2: because if he's a dictator, he didn't do a very good job with that dictating yes. thing, did he? <laughs>
3: <laughs> exactly. And, you know, I I know that I've been out of the realm of reenacting for a number of years now, but, you know, I fell into a very liberal camp working in theater. So everyone that I've you know toured with, worked with, et cetera, are all very staunchly anti-Trumpers, never-Trumpers, total TDS, you know?
2: One thing, that a lot I- of that, especially with the theater, that's almost an act. I know a lot of them truly, truly believe that, but so many people in Hollywood and theater put on the show, yeah, because they want to work.
3: Yeah, and, yeah. So I mean,
2: you'd, be, you'd be surprised at how many closet conservatives there are in the in Hollywood, in in the theater, and everything else. They just it, and the ones who are usually the most anti-Trump or anti-conservative are the ones who are at the bottom and they're trying to get to the top and they got to make a larger louder voice and a larger image
3: (laughs) yeah Uh, you know i was uh where where was it i just seen um alec baldwin had sent out a tweet suggesting a violent punishment for trump a knee on his neck cutting off his oxygen you know uh, michael shannon was saying that uh it was time for Trump supporters to die. Like there's a very hateful vitriolic rhetoric that, you know, they, they just spout at each other and then it trickles down into the, the fans that worship the, the very fucking ground that, you know, some of these, some of them are just straight up morons. Like Robert De Niro, I, I, I think that guy's a fucking loser. Realistically, well, you
2: get people they are actors and I've, I've done a lot of work with actors um, they are just dense. I mean, they really are. There's very few smart actors. And I'm not going to say they're, they're like stupid. They're smart at what they do. They're very smart at what they do. Uh, They're, they're great actors. I mean, De Niro, you know, he, even though De Niro is a piece of shit, you can't say he's not a great actor. He's a great actor. He's really good at what he does. Uh, but they, actors go through life pretending to be somebody else. And then at a certain point, especially the successful ones, at certain points, they realize I've made it now, and so I don't have to worry about anything else. And you're surrounded by yes-men who talk about how great you are, and so pretty soon you actually start believing this bullshit. Hmm. Um, I I worked with a, a Hollywood starlet who was considered like the hot chick. She was like the ultimate hot chick. And when I met her, she was probably the dumbest person I've ever met in my life. I could not believe how stupid she was. But... She got all these roles and everything because she was the hot chick. And what I figured out was at a certain point in her life, she realized, I'm good looking. I don't need to learn anything anymore because everything will be given to me. And she's right. They, it, it did. You're good looking. You get stuff handed to you. And people treat you differently. And you'll get job offers. And But you quit learning. You quit figuring out how the world really works. And so, yeah, unfortunately, most your people who are in Hollywood that are actors are dense. Now, I can't say that about the crews, the the people that set the shit up, and the electricians and everything else. You, the electricians, everything else, they're the ones who're back in the back going, yeah, "Yeah, yeah, I hate that Trump dude. He sure does suck. Uh, okay. Where's I, my paycheck?"
3: I don't know, man. I <laughs> this is this has been my existence for the past four years, and I just, you know, at any any chance, you know, people would take pot shots which you know like that that's just low-level politics but over the past year for sure like just because i i kind of think of social media as a microscope into people's psyche or conscious however you want to phrase it you're looking into their soul um and they just they they're like they're literally calling for riots and maybe maybe it is just because it's what is being called for from every other side that they're witnessing. But to me that just, you know, you're you no longer that person. You're just that talking point. I feel like, um, but you guys are up there. You're in Michigan, right? No, Minnesota, Minnesota,
2: Michigan. And what do I know? You all sound alike. <laughs> anyway, <laughs> no, but what I'm getting at is, uh, the, All the rioting, all the destruction, all the, hey, let's, we need to beat people up. We need to, it's the Democrat enclaves. Hmm. The minute they leave those areas, they get their ass headed to them. I mean, down here we had a guy, try, a group try to rise up, and they got shut down fast. And so all the ones saying, oh, we need to take these people out, that's because they're surrounded by their small little group. They don't really understand how the majority of the United States the armed United States would literally turn them into hamburger fairly quickly and mm-hmm. they don't understand that they don't get that and uh yeah. you know you, you have these comedy militias what what was it the uh what, what was that black militia it's called a uh, uh, shit uh, not uh, 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 they got named like i don't give a fuck militia or not messing around militia or something like that not you know what i'm talking about yeah, yeah, not fucking around militia. And these guys you know, got an AD, accidental discharge, but AD and end up wounding three of their own people. Uh, another time, they end up shooting some guy wow. in the foot. I mean, it's just, it's just a comedy show.
3: Yeah, that was And in so a these Missouri
2: guys have no concept of how to be really deadly. And the people who do know how to be really deadly, like I said, they're not going to rise up and do a militia. They're just going to sit back and wait and wait bide your time if you come to me then i'll deal with you but yeah they really they probably do not want they they, they don't understand that if you, you be careful what you wish for you know you don't want to have people rise up because there's a very dangerous world out here that's got all the guns and all the ammunition
1: yeah it's deadly dangerous i think that um one of the things in the entertainment industry uh, you know with the uh, the overwhelming liberal umbrella that it that it is is because you know a lot of these people aren't um aren't interested enough in um politics to really delve in and and, and study the issues but they you know they are they want to be accepted maybe they've always voted democrat for whatever reason and it's really easy to just um you know fuck trump whatever and be in that you know that mindset that everybody else is it's very safe to do that you know once you step out of that yeah. block you know you you uh you're a nazi and a racist you know and nobody wants to be a nazi and a racist
2: yeah yeah, yeah but it's it, they've reached a point where those those words don't even mean anything anymore exactly i mean you call somebody a racist now it's like yeah ooh, i'm a racist huh? The younger generation it really doesn't mean anything because uh, a good example is, you know, look, look at all the, the shows that are funny as shit. I mean, like family guy or something like that. And, uh, you know, a younger generation don't give a shit. It's like, Ooh, I'm racist. They don't care. And uh, and, and so that it has no power, it has no power over them. Right. And so even now a Nazi, if you call everybody a Nazi, it has no power. It doesn't mean anything. And so that they, they will call her by that, but, it doesn't mean shit, yeah. I just I,
3: I i think i i think you're absolutely right, but I also i just i get a little worried about that because if if everything in, in in the eyes is racist or a Nazi, you'll never be able to see actual occurrences of it. You know, you would never be able to have a a coherent conversation and be like, hey. You know, maybe these lockdown orders are, you know, kind of some really bad shit. You know, this is this is like I wouldn't say full blown Nazism, but, you know, these guys don't they shouldn't be able to do this sort of shit. And um, that was kind of the point I was uh, why I had brought in entertainment is, you know, something I wanted to tell people for the longest time is. If you're losing your shit over Trump, you're really gonna shit yourself over Big Brother, or, or you know, and, and take Big Brother out, put in whatever you know, sort of. Uh, well,
2: it, it depends. If it's their Big Brother, they don't mind. I mean, that no, look, no, because, look because at, they love them. the Soviets. Well, if you look at the Soviets, when Stalin was in power, Stalin was never the bad guy. The Soviets thought all these other guys were doing it, and they they actually would say. Oh, if if Stalin only knew that they were doing this, he would take care of him. But he doesn't know, because Stalin's such a good guy. I mean, it, he doesn't know what's going on. He doesn't know that the the commissar in our village is doing this. If he did, he'd really take care of it, because to them, it's their big brother, and they're they're willing. To, even the Democrats today, they want somebody to be over him like a dictator. They love that shit, hmm. and so if if it's their dictator, if their big brother, they're happy with it. Jesus. <laughs> well, it's the opposite of freedom. I mean, the people that truly want to be free don't want anybody fucking with them. It's like, leave me alone. I don't care. Yeah, I'll, I'll be defensive. But the the socialists, the liberals, the Democrats, they want somebody to tell them what to do, where to go, what to eat. What is the food I'm supposed to eat? What's the food I'm not supposed to eat? Who am I supposed to watch? Who am I supposed to listen to? Who should I not listen to? I need you to tell me these things.
3: Security isn't free. That's our games,
2: right? Yeah, um, cost a buck none.
3: <laughs> so, uh, I guess a- another thing I wanted to ask you, um, speaking since we've touched on the Russians so much, why are the Russians so bad at leaving traces of their, uh, let's say, let's call them escapades? Maybe their shenanigans, like the, there was the recent solar, what was it, solar winds hack? A uh, major uh, data breach. Um, you know, everything's been Russia, Russia, Russia for the past four years. Um, I guess more so. What's what's your take on that? Like, are are we witnessing a full blown Russian invasion through the guise of Trump?
2: Oh, no, Russia is not the threat. It really isn't. Okay. I mean, they haven't been. Uh, if you understand how Putin, what Putin's doing, it kind of makes sense. The one is threat is China. We'll, we'll get to that in a minute. But Russia really isn't the threat. You know, the fact that Russia is trying to alter our elections and get people they want, guess what? Every fucking country in the world does that. Yeah. We fuck with Russian elections. Everybody fucks with everybody's elections. You know, if you have an election, somebody's gonna be there trying to fucking change it. I mean Israel even tried to affect our election. Everybody's trying to affect everybody else's election. Hmm. You you try to get the people that you think are gonna do your country the most good in power. And we play the game, they play the game, everybody plays the game. Now what Putin is doing, you know, Putin has said he doesn't want to go back to the Soviets. He never did. He wants to bring back the power of Russia. At one time, Russia was the powerhouse of Europe. Nobody fucked with them, nobody messed with them. And they were, it goes back to the Holy Roman Empire. And I'm not talking about the Holy Roman Empire of you know, the Renaissance, I'm talking about the 19th century, the 18th century Holy Roman Empire, where the power was Russia. And so the Russian Navy, the Russia that and everybody was afraid of Russia. And that's what Putin wants to go back to. And Putin has even said that he wants to make a new Holy Roman Empire. And it's the the third Holy Roman Empire based out of Russia, not Rome. They said Rome is corrupt. It's got all these priests that are, you know, diddling little boys and fondly. And it says it's it's not the original. So it wants to make a new Holy Roman Empire, which is also why he's interested in the Ukraine. If you understand the heart and soul of the Russian people, the church, the heart and soul of the Russian church is the Ukraine, Kiev. Whoever owns Kiev owns Russia. It's kind of like being a Muslim. Whoever owns Mecca can control you know, the Islamic world. Whoever controls Kiev can control the Holy Russian Church. And so Putin is against the terrorists because he doesn't like Muslims at all. And so what Putin is doing is trying to get Russia to rise up again to become an imperial Russia, not a communist Russia. But the fact that he's trying to fuck with our elections, so what? Now, the scary one is not Russia, because like you said, Russia is very good at infiltrating, but they don't really go with what to do with it. Uh, they're, they're just not, they don't plan that great. Everybody thinks they're like the masterminds, no they're not. They were able to get in Hollywood, they were able to get into academia, they were able to get into politics, but they really weren't able to do anything with the damn thing. They, okay, there we are, what now? <laughs> but they, they didn't really do anything with it. And they, you know, they lost the Cold War. But China is a scary one. China it infiltrates. and they get in there and you never fucking know it and they will fuck with you and do shit and they will and then if you find out about it they have this massive disinformation campaign uh you personally i think the coronavirus was released to kill the hong kong protests nobody ever talks about the hong kong protests remember that thing was booming yeah and uh, it was it was rising up we do on. I the guarantee scenes. you, all those Hong Kong guys are in a shallow grave right now. They're dead. They're gone. Then they're they're labeled as coronavirus victims.
1: Yeah, I've, I man, I, it's, I find it fascinating the zero coverage and you know the apathetic nature of the, of, of what's going on in Hong Kong right now. You are watching people literally being loaded onto buses and trains and shipped away, and you know, just like you said, they're dead now. Oh, yeah, they're dead. Now they're, doing it, they're doing it to politicians now in there, too. You know, they've stepped it up. Taiwan's next.
2: Yeah. Yeah, that's the other scary thing is, is our future. <sighs> the closest thing to a nuclear war will be, that to a nuclear war happening, is if China goes to Taiwan. And they've been wanting to take Taiwan since they lost Taiwan. And they want to get it back. It's just like a, a thorn in their side. It doesn't really serve any real purpose. I mean, it doesn't have like a great lot of minerals or anything. Else. It's just the fact that it was China, and it's not, and they want it back. And so and they want, want it, and know. we have a treaty that, that. We will defend Taiwan. Now, yeah. we will defend Taiwan up to the point of nuclear war, but here's the deal. With Biden as president, will we defend Taiwan? That's exactly what I was going to ask you. What is it with
1: Biden and everything they've gone on him? Why would they not do anything they wanted to do any time they wanted to?
2: Well, they, they they probably will They this across the Pacific Rim. All of these nations are fucking terrified that Trump lost. I mean, Australia was 100 percent behind Trump. I mean, they, they love that guy. Uh, Thailand, uh, 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 Japan. All these places, they were strong pro-Trump people because they knew that if Trump lost, China would have this huge hegemony and nobody would stop them. Nobody at all. And so nobody would have the balls to step up and say, don't do that like Trump was doing. And so now it's wide open. And China has already predicted that they will be the superpower. I think they're, they're in uh, one of their guys, the uh, minister said uh, 2027, they will be the dominant nation on earth where the Chinese uh, money will th- replace the American dollar and how uh, you know they, they will be the one influencing the world. The key to that is also a Navy. Whoever rules the ocean rules the world. That's been since the beginning of time. Well, the Chinese Navy is building up rapidly. Yep.
1: Yep. And, uh, you know, you would think by our news media that that's all complete hogwash conspiracy theory
2: garbage that you're
1: spewing there
2: when it's and happened. Well, I mean, it's, it's, you know, what it's, the term conspiracy is, uh, it just means a group of people getting together to come up yeah. with a plan to change something. Well, guess what? Shit like that happens all the time.
3: Yeah. <laughs> all he needs two people in yeah. a closed door, man.
2: <laughs> yeah, I mean, it's, it's, uh, you know, the, the freaking American Revolution was a conspiracy theory. <laughs> Those Sons of Liberty getting around drinking a bunch of booze and coming up with a way to knock off Britain, you know?
3: Well, I, I think the reason why uh, my, uh, Mike refers to it in, in, in that specific capacity is we've read article, a couple of articles now that uh, shows like this shows like if you want to get a little more mainstream, Joe Rogan. You know, it's 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 all just dangerous alt right, quote unquote, unhinged conspiracy theories. But you know, this is this is shit that's I, it, it's bound to happen. Like, I, unless something changes before the end of January next year, like this is this is going to be some really real world shit. Yeah. In, in relation it, it, to
2: interesting thing is a lot of the shows you you talk like you talk about Daily you're all good. I don't listen to them. I don't read them no we don't, I just I,
3: nope. I find them for like you know source stuff but um oh no it's not that i don't i just i don't i, I hardly go
2: and track down anything. i do my own research so nerds i don't really do a lot of different sites and read what they wrote mm-hmm. i look at the data and i come up with my own stuff you know i i you know the other fella there i, I don't think you guys are using real names me i don't give a shit i told i'm bulletproof what are you gonna do to me but <laughs> but uh the other fellow you with there, he 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 knows I had a site that is being shadow banned right now from Facebook. I went from thirty thousand people to three thousand, and uh, so I'm I'm able to come up with my own theories of why stuff is happening the way it's happening by basically doing research and stuff and tracking stuff down, like that whole thing about Putin and wanting to create a a a, a church to bring back imperial Russia. I got that idea from Putin's own mouth and by his actions, you know, do my own research.
3: Yeah. Getting as close to the source as possible. Yeah. Um, I mean, that's one reason why I, uh, I, I really enjoy that uh, no agenda show because they're constantly (laughs) playing clips from these actual people talking, you know? Yeah. So the only filter that you really get is just the two guys that are kind of aggregating everything um
2: yeah i think me and facebook have a personal
3: war (laughs) (laughs) well since we're there let me let me ask you this on a scale of zero to one thousand nine hundred eighty four how orwellian are the facebook fact checkers
2: Oh, i i know i got my own personal ones now Uh, all right my facebook site is a place called triple canopy and i know there's a triple canopy company out there that does contracting with the military that's not me it actually was my book site uh and I'm not pimping my book. You can't buy my book right now because it's in between publishers. You might be able to find it on Amazon or eBay, maybe. So this isn't a this is not a, a ad to sell my book. But the name of my site where I did all my my uh, uh, opinions and stuff is called Triple Canopy. And the whole term Triple Canopy comes from the three tabs. It's a nickname for somebody with three tabs. Airborne Ranger Special Forces. Now, uh, what happened was I st- wrote a series of articles. And one of them, I actually tracked down, you know, everybody called Trump a, da- a draft dodger. So I wrote an article about, is Trump a draft dodger? And, you know, number one, how can you dodge the draft when you actually show up two times in person to take the physical? That's not quite dodging. That's showing up. And I, I tracked down each of the things that happened, what made him, you know, get his deference. Now, that article I wrote, was pretty damn popular. I mean, it was like, I don't know how many shares, but it was a shit ton. It was like 80,000 shares or something like wow. that. Wow! So it was a crap ton, right? After I wrote that article, all of a sudden Facebook zeroed in on me. And I have to do things for Facebook to, to keep my site up that is amazing. I actually have to mail in something through the mail, snail mail. They send me a document to, I have to put down who I am and sign it and verify that I am an actual real person. And then mail it back to them in the mail. Uh, I have to answer questions. And I love this. this. You want creepy? You want freaking creepiness? Facebook will ask me questions, Aaron, Aaron, and then I must answer to verify who I am. And it's like, what is the square footage of an apartment I had in 1991? It's like, holy crap, I don't know. I don't, how, how do I know it? How does Facebook know this? Uh, Or or what what do do I know certain people? What are their jobs? You know, they're trying to figure out who do I know? And so I have to answer these questions. I got screenshots of all this shit, too I put it up on Triple Canopy every now and then so it's not like I'm making stuff up This is stuff coming from Facebook And so they keep trying to shut me down. and then the shadow ban was an amazing one I went from because if you have a, a site like a business site, you can actually see how many people interact and so at one point at the beginning of November no, the beginning of October, I had thirty thousand people interacting, you know, commenting, sharing, everything else, and then by the end of October, I had three thousand, and there's a shadow ban me down to just a ten percent of what I used to have. Then and, and and so yeah, and I get shut down all the time, and but so you know, you're saying like you know zero to nineteen eighty four. How, ...how creepy is it? It's the fact that they can control the information. It's already been proven that they did manipulate the, the, the election. They were able to stop certain things from happening, from being reported on, and burying it. And there have already been Democrats that said if they had known about the Hunter Biden case they probably wouldn't have voted for Joe Biden. There's other Democrats who said, oh, if they'd actually known about him raping a woman, they probably wouldn't have voted for him. But all of this was not known because the social media is very good at burying everything. And if you if you actually Google who owns social media, there's six people that own all the social media in the world. Uh, I'm talking about the big ones. If you're, you're a small one and you're starting out and everybody likes you and you get a little bit of power, the big ones will sell you out. We'll buy you and then either get rid of you totally or turn you into what they have. I mean, right now, it's, you know if, if freaking Zuckerberg came to me and said, hey, I'd give you five million bucks for your Facebook page. Fuck yeah, I'll do it because why not? It's five million bucks.
3: <laughs> I can build a better page now. <laughs>
2: fuck it, I'll do it. Sure, why not? But yes, yeah, six people own all the major social media in the world six freaking people. And I I don't care for government regulation. I don't care to have anything regulated, but something like that. Now I want some regulation because it's kind of like when AT&T owned every damn phone in America. And because of that, the plastic phone didn't really change at all since the 1940s. And so then when they finally got busted up, guess what? Now there's competition, and you have things like cell phones and shit. Yeah. So yes, yeah, so time to bust them up and, and see what comes out of it.
1: Yeah, one of the problems that, with this too is that you know the way they they they're working together to really control and manipulate information uh, and by using their terms <clears throat> of services. And, and, and the argument's always been like, well, they're a private company. So, you know, go ahead. You can go start your own platform. Well, that's
2: well, the happened. people that say they're a private company don't understand exactly how the shit works. And right. you guys probably already know the whole thing about uh, you probably talked on your show. I don't I don't. I don't, I don't even know the name of your show, man. I'm on it. I don't even know what it's called. <laughs> what, is your, what is your show called? It's Behind the Schemes. <laughs> behind the Schemes. Okay, there you go. I'll have to look it up and see where I am. But anyway, <laughs> I'm, I'm not saying that to insult you. No, I'm, it's, I did this because, you know, uh, the other fella in the room there said, hey, I got this show. You want to be on? it? like, sure, why not? Uh, and, you know, I, I, I actually get on a lot of shows and stuff because of the books I write. But anyway, um, you know what? Now I lost my train of thought. Fuck, I'm sitting there tooting my own horn. I have no idea what the hell I just said. So yeah, script. I was just running on
1: the thing. You know where the they would say, you know, start <laughs> your own company, and that's what Parler has become. It's a new, new, um, a new social media platform for the right. Yeah. But what's going to right. happen now with the with a Kamala Harris presidency is in a um, in a Senate and a House majority of of the communist um is they're going to pass hate speech laws that's coming next <clears throat> and shut down sites like parlor you know so yeah. they can control the information
2: more yeah now but there's there's certain things they they can do if people allow it. i mean that's just it, it. it's it's the old um uh, the old adage where you know that they, they came for the trade unionist and i wasn't one so i didn't care they came for you know the communists, and I wasn't one, so I didn't say could pick up so certain people are like, "Well, you know what I don't like those guys on that show because they use the f word and stuff, so go ahead and get rid of them yeah, that'd be cool Oh, i don't like I don't like that part of the thing because it's probably full of those Nazi racist guys, so go ahead and get rid of that and so it's it's again that it's selective <laughs> they love their their big brother because it gets rid of the shit they want, and you know it's it's they don't understand that eventually it will get you we will come after you <clears throat> but then it's too late there's no one yes. there, to... <laughs> there was no well one. the the the, mm-hmm. the one saving grace this nation has the the above all and it, it you know all of a sudden i'm going to sound like some backwoods michigan militia guy but the one saving grace this country has is the guns mm-hmm. that if if we did not have the threat of armed insurrection, then the Democrats could have taken so much more power, and than they have. They, they, so they're they're not they're you know they're, they're 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 scared of them. They really are, because it is the threat, and so it's the one thing that has saved us many 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 times. You know again I'm if nothing else I'm a historian. Uh, more than anything else, I'm the historian. Uh, and I always looked my whole life at as history. But if we actually went through this uh, right around, it was the election between Jefferson and Aaron Burr and John Adams. And what happened was uh, the Congress was a party called the Federalist Party. The Federalist Party were a bunch of fucking dicks. They were douchebags, man. They passed stupid fucking laws, pissed everybody off. They're the ones who passed the law that said if you actually spoke out against Congress, you could go to jail. It was called the Anti-Sedition Act. And so they got rid of free speech. They got rid of it. Well, what happened was the the people didn't want these fuckers anymore. Now, uh, uh, John Adams was a Federalist. So he's not gonna be president anymore. He's on his way out. Fuck him. So what Congress did was they manipulated the election. They they were able to get a real popular guy, Aaron Burr, to run against Thomas Jefferson. And they they actually fixed it. In other words, they did election fraud. They fixed the election so the electoral college would be a tie. And so all of a sudden the election was gonna be a tie. And who decide the tie if the election's a tie? Congress. Well, Congress had mainly Federalists at that time. The election hadn't—they you know, they, haven't taken over. The, the back then, you you didn't switch over until March, not January. So when they th- did the to verify the election, it's in January. But they're not switching over to a new Congress until March. So the Federalists are still in power. And so what they, just, the Federalists, decided to do was, all right, since we get to choose who gets to be president, we're going to pick John Adams. We're not going to pick Aaron Burr or Thomas Jefferson. We're going to stick our guy back in there. Now, way down south, way down south in that country where everybody's got guns and ammunition, there was a militia leader by the name of Andrew Jackson. And Andrew Jackson, Tennessee militia, he went, fuck that noise. Fuck them motherfuckers. And he said, let's go get them. And so uh, 10,000 heavily armed rednecks started marching out of Tennessee heading to the North Carolina border. When they got to the North Carolina border, another 12,000 heavily armed rednecks said, dude, I'm with you. And Virginia said, when you get through here, we're going to join you too. So it was going to be about 40,000 heavily armed rednecks marching on Washington, D.C. All the politicians up there realized, holy shit, there's 40,000 heavily armed rednecks about to march on Washington, D.C. Eek! And they said, you know what? We're going to change our mind and we're going to vote for that Thomas Jefferson dude. Cool, huh? So in our nation's history, the (laughs) Second Amendment actually worked at a national level. Mainly because a Congress was trying to manipulate an election using election fraud. So it has happened in our life in, in our nation's history.
3: And that's that's right out the gate. I mean that that's right towards the founding.
2: Uh... Oh yeah, well the the twelfth amendment. You know, we were like, you, know, you had the first ten right off the bat, but the twelfth amendment was written because of that. And the twelfth amendment is the one that said, "All right, dudes, you stupid fucks! If you have a tie, you have to pick somebody who was running." You can't pick the dude who's going to lose. <laughs> it's got to be between the two. The tie between the two guys are in time, not somebody else. And so that's basically, in a nutshell, the 12th Amendment.
3: Wow. Now, uh, I guess this is just more clarification. This isn't the Whiskey Rebellion, is it? Or is this a separate? Um... No, no, no. This
2: was – there There was no rebellion because it didn't happen. Gotcha. It was a threat of an armed insurrection. And no, I shouldn't say an insurrection. No. Andrew Jackson's like, fuck it. I am the militia of Tennessee. We voted. Our vote didn't count. I'm taking my army up north, and we're going to make the vote happen. And uh, and so it wasn't really – it wasn't the Whiskey Rebellion. And no, this would have been uh, – let's see. The election of Jefferson was – oh, man, was was that 1803 maybe? And I think it was like 1800 or 1801, 1802, something like that. I probably need to look it up on this computer sitting in front of me here. But anyway <laughs> –
3: uh, it was held from October 31st to December 3rd, 1800.
2: Okay, I'm in a ballpark. Hmm. Yeah, but yeah, yeah, it was. Yeah, it was the third election because you had you know Washington, then Adams, and then Jefferson.
3: Hmm. Interesting. Um, yep. Hmm. But yeah,
2: know, that f- the, 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 having that guns happened. has protected us many times.
1: Yeah i wonder how that would be if, uh, you know, on January sixth, you know. Well, you'd have 000... to
2: you'd have to have the motivation. goes goes back to what I was saying before, right? Do do the people motivated enough to do it, and are the politicians willing to back you up? And you know, be careful what you wish for. All the people out there going, "Oh man, we need to have a civil war, dude!" <laughs> again, I, I keep saying I've been in two. I was I was in a civil war at the end of Desert Storm. The, the Kuwaitis basically told the Palestinians, get the fuck out. And the Palestinians had stayed, and they were the ones who actually did the underground and fought the Iraqis and took care of all the shit. The Kuwaitis abandoned and just left and said, here's the keys to the house. Make sure you keep it clean. We'll be back when the Americans finally come back with us. Well, when they came back, the Palestinians wanted some rights, wanted something. The Palestinians are you know, the Middle East redheaded stepchildren. Nobody likes them. And so the Kuwaitis are like, nope, fuck you, get out. And they had a civil war. Holy shit, was it bad. It was really fucking bad. I mean, um, we're talking like assassinations, rapes, uh, beheadings, and shit. No one knew about this. It was kind of a secret war. In fact, it was so bad that we finally had all special forces ordered out of the Kuwait city. And said, that's it. We're done. We're fucking going home. Because it was just getting so medieval and out, out of control. And the other civil war I was involved in was in uh, in uh, uh, Sierra Leone, which again is really fucking bad. Um, and that one, mainly we did a rescue mission to go find a team that was, you know, they really weren't in danger, but we didn't know that. So we, but we went in there. And so, yeah, we saw the, 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 the slaughter. I mean, uh, Sierra Leone, uh, I think of that one movie, Blood Diamond. Kind of showed it a little bit, but that was the one where they would chop off, you know, the the freaking one side would go in a village and then chop off everybody's right hand just to prove how powerful they were, you know? And uh, the kids, little kids with fucking one arm and it was was fucking messed up. But yeah, when people say there needs to be a civil war, we are the deadliest motherfuckers on the face of the earth. All these other countries that think they're deadly don't really understand how deadly America is. The last time we had a civil war, we wiped out more people than pretty much all the other wars combined. And so y- you don't want to have that here with modern weaponry. It will literally become hell on earth, and it would be ungodly uh, horrible. And so when people are saying, we ought to have a civil war, you need to fucking second think that and try to find ways around the civil war. You know, try, how, do you, how do you solve this problem? with peace because you don't want to pull that trigger on a nation that is the deadliest nation in the history of mankind. And that's what we are. We are the deadliest nation in the history of fucking mankind.
1: How do you get, get peace with
2: communists though? You know, dad um, a tough one. And uh, that, that goes back to the defensive mode. If they strike, if they, Decide to push that button to the point where people will snap. You are going to end up. Now, it may not be a civil war. It might be as simple as one very good stand and crushing them. Um, there have been history where that's happened, where you had one good fucking stand and boom, crush it. Napoleon's a good example of that. no Mayor Napoleon stopped the French Revolution. And the, he was he was famous for firing grape shot into the faces of the mob. That into that shit. And so it's, it's not always going to be a war. It might just be a fucking just one good stand. But I, I don't I don't know. How do you stop the communists or socialists? I'm hoping to God that there is a peaceful method, you know, because you, you don't want to go the side of, of the war. You don't want to do that.
1: A, I'm afraid that it's it's more like what's what may be coming is is less um, communist and socialist by definition and i find myself extremely guilty of, of using those words uh loosely but i think you know the ruling ruling uh that we're going to be under is going to be more of a of a kind of a cartel capitalist um techno elite thing that's you know you're forced into this one basic a stratosphere, you know, of, of life, and then and you're ruled by a few major companies with the illusion that you're free. Yeah, you know, social credit scores. Social credit scores and everything else, you know. You know if,
2: if you look at China, China's not really communist anymore. They haven't been communist in a while. They're they're actually more fascist. Uh, and yeah. they're, they're like communist light. And so what that means is they, they figured out all right, we got this country that's literally a powder keg. And that's the one thing that might happen that might save us all uh, or, or save us from China is China is just so close to having a, a revolution that it's not funny. Oh, my holy shit. It's 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 a powder keg. And so everybody's they, they have to crush every rebellion with a with such strength, with such over the top fucking craziness because they know they can't let anything rise up. So part of the way to appease the people is they said, all right, we're going to let you guys actually keep money. And, you know, we'll let you have businesses. We might tell you how what you can make, but we're going to let you guys have businesses. Why not? You don't keep your land. We own the land. So therefore, you know, even though you got a factory, you got to come through us to keep the factory. And so they have a form of fascism. I'm talking about traditional fascism, not goose stepping through the streets, more like Think of Mussolini fascism that's about a good way to do it um, and so that might be where America goes next is a kind of a fascist America where you have you know, the the government telling you you know what you can do or where, where, but not to the extreme of communism you know you will still think you know, people think you have rights and freedoms I mean the Germans thought they had rights and freedoms during Nazi Germany. The you know, Italians thought they had rights and freedom. The Spanish, the Spanish, when uh, Francisco Franco was around, they, they thought they had a great life, and so they didn't realize what they were missing. Uh, and, and so, the part of getting rid of America is making sure the, ne- the younger generation doesn't really understand what it used to be like. Right. And don't let them know their history. Taking down all these statues and shit is helping that. You know, let's yeah. Let's remove the history. Remove all the history so we can rewrite the history.
1: Well, you're also they're also removing uh, culture, with uh, no no more music, uh, you know, no more live events.
2: Uh, yeah, health. I uh, just uh, just recently I saw the story where uh, they, they want to change the name of Abraham Lincoln uh, High School or whatever because he just wasn't he he was a racist. Well, oh, well, he really was, but <laughs> yeah. I think he, wanted... he was. Yeah, but so was everybody else in the 19th century. Guess what? <laughs> Duh. <laughs> You know, name, name me one guy before. Oh, I don't know, 1990 that wasn't a racist. you know? <laughs> Uh
3: Would the correct answer be Joe Biden? Oh shit, no. <laughs> no, <laughs> don't work either. either. Um, hey, um,
2: I'm gonna, I'm gonna have you guys talk to each other for a second. I'm gonna mute my microphone. I'll listen to you, but I gotta go. Uh, gotta go do something for a second. Be right back. Well, oh, we, no, could, we
3: we actually we take like five ten minute breaks. Uh, oh, hey, well, why don't you do that? So I can go
2: do what I have to
3: do. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Mike, you good? I'm going to do what I have to do, too. Oh,
4: that's an awesome thing.
3: All right. We'll uh, reconvene here. It'll be no time for y'all listening at home, and we'll
4: be back. Ideological subversion is, is the process which is legitimate, overt, and open. You, you can see it with your own eyes. All, all you have to do, all American mass media has to do is to unplug their bananas from their ears open up their eyes and they can see it. There is no mystery. There is nothing to do with espionage. I know that espionage intelligence gathering looks more romantic. It sells more deodorants through the advertising, probably. That's why your Hollywood producers are so crazy about James Bond type of thrillers. But in reality, the main emphasis of the KGB is not in the area of intelligence at all. According to my... Uh, opinion, and opinion of many defectors of my caliber, only about 15% of time, money, and manpower is spent on espionage as such. The other 85% is a slow process, which we call either ideological subversion or active measures, активные мероприятия in the language of, of the KGB, or psychological warfare. What it basically means is to change the perception of reality of every American to such an extent that despite of the abundance of information, no one is able to come to sensible conclusions in the interests of defending themselves, their families, their community and their country. It's a great brainwashing uh, process which goes very slow and it's divided in, in four basic stages.
3: Welcome back. Uh, we are back from our break, and the clip that we just listened to was one Yuri Bez- uh, Bezmanov. Now, the reason that and I, I'm glad that it was this particular interview that we pulled because um, so many things that Pat has touched on, Yuri from 1984 is is also saying some, not, not you know, not a one for- one ratio, but there's definitely a lot of things and, and themes that line up uh with the conversation tonight. And I think it's 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 less so about the the Russian campaigns that he's talking about here. I I'm more so intrigued by the subversion um that he's talking about because 2020 isn't just a product from the events of 2019, I feel like. I feel like 2020 is the culmination of the past. I mean, let's go back to the, the last great catastrophe that happened here, 9-11, and, and see how 9-11 was utilized to you know, pull off all sorts of crazy shit. And now we're back in the midst of it with all the, the COVID-1984 and the lockdowns and, you know, these mandatory vaccines. Like, shit's going <laughs> to be kind of dicey, I feel like, for the next decade or so. um, And... Uh, another reason why I, uh, I'm i kind of fond of Yuri. Um, this is a guy that Mal- uh, Malachi, uh, Mike and I kind of, uh, I wouldn't say reconnected over, but Mike, you had sent me one of his interviews back over the summer right after all of the uh, Minneapolis riots had happened and we had kind of got back into a uh, some form of regular communication. So, you know, he's... He's definitely an, an interesting individual. Did you guys have any particular hot takes off of that intro?
2: No, they, they uh, you know, basically using misinformation or disinformation to try to get your point. Uh, everybody has done that since the beginning of time, and the Russians, like I said before, the Russians were really good at infiltrating people, but it didn't help them worth a damn. They still lost. And so they were good at getting people in places and trying to change their viewpoint. And they did. I mean, yeah, I figure they infiltrated Hollywood and academia to the point that, I mean, universities now are, are you know, literally communist think tanks. Yeah. But it didn't help them a damn bit. It didn't help them whatsoever. They got them in there and they started changing the way America thinks, but it still fucked over their own country. So. But the idea of going in and changing a people's way they think is we've done it. I mean, look at how we treated the Indians. I mean, we're going to take all you Indian guys. You can't speak your own language. We're going to stick you in a school, treat you like white people. You don't look like Indians anymore. And it's for your own good. And so we even did that. And so everybody has done it. The, The ability to manipulate and change an enemy and turn them into your people is a story as old as time.
3: Hmm. It's a really, it's a really interesting take, and um, I, I definitely have thought about, you know, maybe, maybe the past four years of what we've been seeing here in the states is some sort of like uh, karmic retribution. Maybe I, I don't know if that's a over the top descriptor or not, but you know, it definitely feels like. We've been doing this long enough to other countries, other nations, other peoples that you know it may it it was bound to blow back in our face at some point. Oh, uh,
2: it, it, we really haven't been that terrible. I mean, yeah, there are times where everybody has had a fucked up time, and we we did some bad shit in our past. I'm not going to deny that. But overall, the the United States has been a force for good than evil, but. I mean, it, if if you fall into the religious side of the house, it does make you wonder, you know, what <laughs> what karma is going to fuck you up for doing what you've done, and so on the religious side of the house is uh, you know the idea of just us killing shit tons, little tiny babies every year, millions and millions. You know we are racking it up like a bunch of goddamn Aztecs on top of the sun god pyramid, tossing them in the fire. You know we we are killing so many little kids. You know it, it with abortions, it's not funny. So you know, it's and you can try to justify it and go, oh well, they're not really children. Well, yeah, you're, no matter what you want to sugarcoat it, you're killing them. Okay, uh, so is there uh, you know is there some karma coming down on us because of that? I I have a theory about Israel. Um, My own little Israel, if you look at the beginnings of Israel, I'm talking like the biblical Israel. Well, they went into Canaan, and they went in there and just killed every fucking body. I mean, they wiped them out and just slaughtered the entire town, killed every man, woman, and child, because that's what they're supposed to do. And I always wondered in my own little historical mind, was what happened to them karma? because of what they did, you know, 2,000, 3,000 years before, is was that karma finally catching up to them and fucking them up? <laughs> so is karma fucking us up? It, it depends on if you have a religious mindset or not. Do you believe in the, you know, if it, what uh, the Bible says? Do you believe a religious mindset? Or even not just Bible. Let's say you, uh, the Hindu mindset uh, or something like that. You know, is karma going to get us because we have done some pretty, terrible shit especially with like abortion that, that that blows my mind we killed millions and you know there that's awful lot of souls floating around pissed off
3: yeah yeah especially it's, when uh you look at how disproportionately they're placed in uh lower economic uh communities minority communities um yeah, margaret oh, no, that was
2: the... it's not a yeah. yeah no shit margaret sanger it was dem- it was the democrat plan you know, the Democrats have always been the biggest motherfucking racist ever. And, uh, you know, they, they changed their white hoods for black hoods. That's the only difference. When they go into cities now, they still burn down black neighborhoods and, and shoot black people and kill black people. I mean, look at uh, what was that one sanctuary place in Seattle or Portland? What was it
3: called? Uh, uh, chess. Chop. Chop. Chess. chop chess. Yeah.
2: Well, look at the first person that died there. Black guy. <laughs> so the first motherfucker to get killed was black guys. White people killing black people. And, uh. And so, Democrats have always been horribly racist. And they're the ones who came up with the whole concept, the modern version of abortion. And the whole purpose was eugenics. The brown people are making too many babies and the white people need to be who runs the world. And so we gotta slow these brown people down. And how we do that? Well, just can't go out and kill them all. That's, uh, people frown on that. But if we can convince them to kill their own children and tell them it's their right, Man, our our job is done. When Hitler, when the Nazis came to trial at Nuremberg and they asked, where did you come up with these fucked up ideas with the Jews? Uh, A lot of them answered, dude, you guys came up with the idea. Eugenics. We just ran with it.
3: Yeah, it was a fairly popular line of thinking in the uh, early 20th century. I mean, even uh, Bill Gates's dad is an admitted uh, former eugenicist. Well, yeah. well, you had Margaret
2: Sanger was on the, the female <laughs> side of the house, but you had Woodrow Wilson. You figure, you know, the only president we ever had that was uh, right out in the open, KKK member. Uh, you had, uh, who the fuck else was there in that mob? That that one fucking poet that all the Yankees like, um, he was a huge eugenist. Walt Whitman, I think his name was. I think it was Walt Whitman, but mm-hmm. uh, it, it was just a really racist motherfucker. I may I maybe get Walt Whitman wrong, so if I if he's a nice guy, excuse me, but I think he's a racist motherfucker. I can't remember. <laughs> <laughs> but well, yeah, thank like, like you just, for you. We don't fact check on me. this show. <laughs> <laughs> my my, when you're young, you tend to not give a shit. And when I was young, it's like, yeah, abortion, whatever, I don't care. I'm exactly. not a girl, or whatever. But I was as I,
1: with, like by the school school system, just like. Abortion was an accepted thing. And, you know, there's like, it's not a big deal to kill a baby or, or you know, man. but I didn't even think of that then. Now, as a grown man, it's just like, holy shit, I can't even fathom that I thought that that was
2: okay at any point in my life, you know? Well, but for me, it was the history. The, once I found out that this was actually a plan to wipe out. The black and brown races. That was the plan. There's your conspiracy for you. I mean, it was a conspiracy. It really was, and it worked.
1: Well, she wrote about it. She's on tape talking about it. You can hear her actual words and read them of what she did and and said
2: and how absolutely they they were righteous. They believed it. They were proud of it. The Nazis (laughs) were righteous, man. They believed it. They were proud of it. And the, the right now, the the AOC and all those others they come out and they'll tell you straight up because they're proud of it. They are righteous socialists. God help you from a fanatic righteous person, man.
3: <laughs> yeah, it's uh, never a good sign when a bunch of white knights band together going to go on a crusade. <laughs> it's,
2: uh, talk about karma also. the one comment I made about the Aztecs. The fact that the Aztecs were just wiped the fuck out by a handful of Spaniards... Again, was that karma getting them?
3: <laughs> yeah, because they...
2: that was an awful lot of souls being wiped out every freaking year in their country.
3: Yeah, there was uh, periods where they could, uh, I guess, essentially sacrifice upwards of 1,000 people a day.
2: Oh, no, oh, no, no. no! The the, the You're talking the, the, the king of the hill there, man. They did 25,000 in one day. Oh, 25,000 in one fucking day.
3: Wow. I... It was an
2: assembly line of up. Up the stairs, chop the heart out, off you go. Up the stairs, chop your heart out, off you go.
3: <laughs> Jesus.
1: Yeah, and and so that was just. I need to do more research on Aztec and culture. I don't
2: go oh, to Mayans too,
1: but yeah, Aztecs, Yeah, I don't. You know, it's just this has me fascinated. I'm gonna have to get some books now. but well, it's, it's with
2: with me. It's, it's always the military. How do you how do you conquer? People with only a handful of men. I mean, we did it in Afghanistan, you know, the total number of American soldiers on the ground, boots on the ground, when we conquered Afghanistan was about 450. That was it. 450. And, you know, the Soviets had divisions there and couldn't take it out. And we did it with 450. But the reason we did it with 450, they were special forces guys. And they went in, and they found people who really fucking hated the Taliban. And so the Northern Alliance is shit like that. So we didn't just have 450, we had thousands, but we only had 450 Americans. Well, the Spaniards did the same thing. They pop in, they find a bunch of freaking tribes that really fucking hated the Aztecs because they're getting (laughs) fucked up by them all the time, and they conquered them. And so they did it with, I mean, hell, man, I think the number of Spanish in the initial wave was... Not that many. I mean, it, it won't. I want to say maybe four thousand against millions. You know? Wow, wow,
3: wow. That's uh, it's pretty. I don't know if impressive is the right word, but it's it's definitely something to well, stop and think.
2: Ballsy. You're a ballsy motherfucker to you know, strode into that jungle like you mean And the mm-hmm. first guys did get mother, chased dude. out on a rail and had everybody fucking trying to kill him and almost lost everything they owned. But the follow-on forces came in and fucked them up.
3: Yeah. Wow, that's uh, that's kind of completely derailed my my train of thought. I just
2: sorry, history will do that. It's a bitch. <laughs> <laughs> fucking, fuck history, history is a fucking crack whore with a goddamn screwdriver to stab you in the back. <laughs> it's <ruined> my life. <laughs>
1: I mean, damn! Just recent history—I
2: was hungover. <laughs> yeah, hey, don't don't fuck with history. The minute you think something's gonna ain't gonna happen, it will.
3: Yeah, I I, I definitely have a, a fondness for history, I and mean, it's pretty disturbing to say the very least to see how much of it uh, just gets ignored, is is able to be retcon. I mean, there was the. Uh, one of the not a scholar, but he was on some teaching board in Chicago. They, they're going to retool the uh, you know totally their their history programs. Um, and by retool, I think they were going to you know, disband it and, and and insert their own. Um, so yeah, I, I definitely feel like it's something that doesn't get as much loving as it really deserves. Because no. if, just...
2: if, if you. You know, it, I could do anything if I if I said, OK, you, you go to school and you can only learn one thing. And, you know, I would say it had to be history because history, you know, how do you grow your crops? When do you grow your crops? What do you put in the ground? How do you know what machines do this or that? It's all historical, you know. And so history is it. But also how do you where did freedoms come from? And if you can keep telling people that the past didn't really happen the way they, everybody thinks it did and if you can convince everybody that America is just this horrible nasty place and it's evil then you can take away all those freedoms because freedoms don't mean anything if everybody was actually racist and evil and you know what does it mean Yeah, well,
3: I, I think I think yes it's taking right. the freedoms away but even more so it's going to whip people into a frenzy of getting them to ask for these freedoms to be rescinded, you know, like yeah. we, we can't protect ourselves. You know, look at the horrible things our ancestors did. Obviously I am, am in no position to control any aspect of my own destiny. So please take these reins from me or, you know, however you want to phrase it. Yeah, uh,
1: It's, yeah, it's, it's sad. It really is sad to see it. And it, it's, it's exactly right. It's what's going on. You know, it's so much easier to take away rights when you're just ashamed of everything. And well, what good is the, you know, the Second Amendment? Why do you need guns when they were all a bunch of racists and bigots? That, you know, and the only reason they have those guns is just to be racist and and
2: uh... Boy, it, it It's also through ridicule. I, I said the you know, one way the socialists will destroy somebody is by saying they're crazy. Yeah. The other big one is ridicule. If you can make somebody the butt of a joke. And just just laughed, and obviously, nobody would want anything to do with him. A classic case of that is thomas jefferson uh the the running gag about is Thomas Jefferson. he had sex with his slaves, you know, and if if you're a historian, you know that shit didn't happen. It did not happen, and the other thing was that Thomas Jefferson was this racist guy. And if you actually understand what Thomas Jefferson did through his whole life, he was probably the most anti-slavery guy in American history, to include Abraham Lincoln. Because you've got to figure, first off, Thomas Jefferson, he ended up inheriting all those slaves on the plantation when he was 14 years old. Family dies, mom, dad, whatever, dead. And so he's got... For you know, a hundred and some odd slaves. Well, he didn't want a hundred and some odd slaves. But here's the deal: because of the laws at the time, you could not free the slaves. It's not like Hollywood. I'm going to free my slaves. No, you ain't, because the state of Virginia said if you free your slaves, all of a sudden we got wandering slaves. They ain't got a job. They're going to get in trouble. And the next thing you know, they're, we're going to have to freaking take care of them. So the only way you can free your slave is you have to put up a bond and you, the bond has to cover their, basically you're going to have to cover them to live for a year. And in that time they should have to get their own job. Now, if Thomas Jefferson wanted to free all of his slaves, he had to cover that bond on all those slaves. He could not do it. And so now as a 14 year old kid, he's got all these slaves, don't want the slaves. So What the fuck do you do? Well, from that point, he decided he was going to figure out how to free the slaves. Now, he goes through, he gets into politics, and right before the Revolutionary War, uh, well, first off, he was a lawyer. He defended slaves in court. Every time they were screwed over by their masters, he defended them, and in some of the cases, he won where the slave got their freedom. Now, well, then, right before the uh, Revolutionary War, he came out with a whole treatise ...on how we need to get rid of slavery because it's holding us back and England is using it against us. Well, nothing came of that because of the Revolutionary War. So then, next step. He ends up being the governor of Virginia. When he's the governor of Virginia, he tries to get the legislature to free the slaves. However, it failed. Now, here's the irony of that. It failed by like two votes. And I always wondered how history would have been different if it had passed... Imagine a, a, a Virginia before the 19th century with emancipation. Holy shit, man, that would have been impressive. Well, he still didn't make it. So now let's move forward. Now Thomas Jefferson ends up becoming president. No, no, he, uh, yeah, yeah, president of the United States. So when he becomes president of the United States, he now has power, but he does, He's also understands he's got limited power. So what he does, he basically does an executive order, and he says, you know what? no more slavery will be no more slaves can be imported into the united states so he did that now he d- couldn't stop the slavery in the united states because of states rights but as the president he could stop slaves from being imported into the united states so he did that and he also tried to get congress to pass a law to free the slaves to emancipate them that was another one that was only a handful of votes it would have it passed and so through his entire life, he tried to free the freaking slaves. He, he, he could never emancipate all of his own slaves because he didn't have enough money. Now the question is, what well, was a rich guy, wasn't he? Not really. He used the money from his plantation on all these different experiments, but he also sunk it into the slaves. He had things called artisan slaves where he taught them salacious skills you know, building things, a chef, a cooking, everything else. And so he had all of these things. And sometimes he did was able to make a deal where he could emancipate his slave because they made enough money on their own. The slaves on his plantation were able to make a profit where they could actually get enough money where he could free them. He ended up freeing, I think, a total of like three of his slaves. That is something kind of impressive at the time when nobody else was doing it. Now, the whole thing with him having sex with a slave is Bill Clinton. Now... (laughs) I How the it. hell does he tie it together? How does Thomas Jefferson and Bill Clinton tie it together? <laughs> All right. Bill Clinton is about to get impeached. Why? Because he lied under oath. It didn't end goddamn thing about sex. It was lying under oath, perjury. But the whole point of the perjury was he lied about sex. So he has to find a way to make history spin so somebody from history is bad as me. And if he's bad as me, then I won't look that bad. Right about that time, an article came out in a science magazine that said, hey, we have DNA evidence. And this we think that we have a link between one of Sally Hemings' children, just one, to Jefferson DNA. Just one. All the others, none. Just one. Now, that was it. Bill Clinton ran with it. And they pushed it and said, look at that. Jefferson had sex with slaves. And if... Jefferson was sleeping around and he was president, then I guess it's okay for me to be sleeping around being president. Uh, look at that. It's all fucking great. Now, the science article, the, the the magazine that wrote that article, they were shocked and horrified by this. Because they didn't want to be political. So they quickly did a retraction going, No, that's not true. The the DNA was not Thomas Jefferson. In fact, Jefferson didn't have any male children that lived, and you can only get a lineage through male lines, not female lines. Uh, When we said it was Jefferson DNA, we think it was another Jefferson, probably Randolph Jefferson, because he was a horny little motherfucker that hung out with slaves all the time. But basically, they did retraction. But to this day... There are still people that make fun how Thomas Jefferson says sex with slaves and look at that, ha ha ha, He's the butt of jokes. They were able to destroy Jefferson's character. To this day, if you ask somebody young, what do they know about Thomas Jefferson? I guarantee you, one out of every three will probably say, oh, he had sex with slaves.
1: Wow. Well, is it the Clintons are good at assassinating, so they can even assassinate dead people. That's pretty awful.
2: <laughs> yeah but that, that was that just that big long story that was one That's example amazing. of how you destroy somebody from history by by basically using bullshit
3: jesus you you would think that jefferson would be a better candidate for a uh a, you know a, a box office breaking musical rather than fucking hamilton you know
2: well i, I thought it was ironic that you know that hamilton <laughs> and aaron burr <laughs> It's like seriously, I, I love. I actually watched the. My my daughters are really into it, and uh, I okay. Like, yeah, I'll play the game. I'll watch it, and they. I think over uh, Disney, around Thanksgiving or something. Disney Channel released it, right? So I watched it, and I, I was getting a chuckle where they kept going. Immigrants get shit done. It's like, dude, one is Hamilton. He's a white dude from the Bahamas. He's not quite an immigrant. And the other dude is Lafayette. He's a French nobleman. He's not an American citizen. He's not an immigrant. What the fuck is this? (laughs) And I was like, immigrants, get shit done. You neither one, immigrants, you fuckers. (laughs) The Bahamas was part of England, and they weren't an immigrant.
3: (laughs) I I certainly enjoyed the spectacle of the show. Um, For being someone that's worked in musical theater for so long, I've definitely... Um, I think the technical term has become numb to a lot of shows, but you know it was different enough. But at the same point, I always had this uh, little bit scratching in the back of my head. I was like, man, this just feels like a just like a propaganda piece almost. Like I, I just, well, I thought it was ironic that all of a
2: sudden, even they had cancel culture coming after them. And it was like, live by the sword, die by the sword, motherfuckers. <laughs> right. So that, that, that was hilarious. I,
3: mean, I, I think that's a, that's a perfect point right there. Like cancel culture, as far as it seems to me, is going to eat itself out from, from the inside. Eventually I just well, think- do it all the time. The me too movement
2: was great until Biden raped somebody, uh, the, yeah, uh, you right know, the all these different things it's great until all of a sudden one of your icons or one of the people you're trying to get elected has done it. it's like oh fuck back the fuck off
3: yeah I actually you know um, thinking about it I had just seen a video of uh, Anthony Cletus, Cletus of the Red Hot uh, Chili Peppers assault like it is physical assault um, he's going after this girl on some fucking news talk show uh, radio whatever but i mean he's trying to like bury his head between her legs i think he like pulled the top of her dress down at one point it's is really fucking disturbing shit and um you know i they're then video videos from the fucking 90s you know because they all still had the long hair and were you know not wearing shirts or clothes or anything um but I find-
2: oh, my God, somebody who's a rock and roller is actually acting out of control. You know, <laughs> back in my day, rock and rollers always followed exactly what the norm was, and they never, ever went against this society. They stayed in line, damn it. That's right. <laughs> you know, like Sid Vicious and stuff. He was a known freaking, you know, <laughs> st- status guy. Yeah?
1: <laughs> <laughs> David Lee Roth treated women with respect.
3: That's right yeah it's just and you know uh the story of like david bowie had slept with underage uh, groupies you know again this is this is a couple of decades removed at this point um but you know bowie is still an icon of uh american culture and 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 i guess english culture um you probably use them synonymously martian culture martian culture
2: <laughs> ricky stardust man you
3: know, if there if there was one guy for sure that I feel like is from out of this world, it was probably uh, Bowie. Um, but yeah, you know, it, it's... I, there was a point where I was very much a big supporter of the Me Too movement because, um, you know, I've been following all of this underground um, murmurings about the crazy shit that a lot of these, uh, you know, let's blanket toss and say politicians hollywood celebrities music icons like there's a lot of really sedacious shit that they get away with like brian singer the producer of the x-men films um i think there's a very specific reason nobody's fucking heard anything from him in a hot minute um, well
2: see I, I for the me too movement it's like no oh, fuck that and and here's why all these women know what they're going to get into. You know what the casting couch is. You There are no delusions. You know exactly what is required of you to get this role. And you still step up and do it. And so it's, it's oh my god, he made me have sex with him and he turned me into this star who's now making $10 million a movie. Holy shit, what a bad dude that guy is. Oh no. And I wouldn't even be talking about it unless it was a movement now. Oh no. It's like you know what you're getting into. You don't, I mean, I'm, shit, man. The theater, Hollywood, or Hollywood-ish shit, has been around since the beginning of the theater. I mean, yeah. You, know, you look at, you know, you hear stories of actresses in the 18th century and shit. You knew they were basically, if you're an actress, you're also a whore. I mean, because you, you had sex with everything to get your roles. And so it, that's always been the way it is. So anybody, any young girl going into Hollywood, they know what they're getting into. You've put yourself in this position. You know you are going to have sex to get your way, but now it's me too, and I can I can raise up a few points. It's like, fuck that, man. That's a bunch of bullshit.
3: Well, I, I will disagree. I don't think it's just young women. I think, I think the dudes are... Um, oh, yeah, well, yeah, totally half tar- of
2: Hollywood is homosexual, so, yeah, me too <laughs> with a guy, but same thing.
3: Totally targeted as well. Um, I, I, you know, it just—I I guess the reason I brought this up is to roll it into this whole idea of hanging on to their every word, and um, you know, just treating them like the, I guess, modern-day worship idols that people consider them. I don't.
2: Uh, I, I, there's again the half of the country that really wants the socialism. They might actually do that. Most of the rest of us, we're just here. We're we're here to be entertained. Entertain me. You're you're the fucking dancing monkey. Dance monkey dance, and then when you're done dancing, I'm going to go do whatever. I am. I'm not going to fucking sit there and try to model you or be like you. And so you do have a part of the country that's like, oh yeah, this guy's great. But overall, the, it, that that's the uh, that's the continued split of America. You got the half that you know is, is the conservative side, and the half that's the, the socialist democrat side and probably the social Democrat side put more stock into what Hollywood thinks than the rest of us. Cause we don't give a shit.
3: <laughs> um, now th- there's a, there's another question, um, that I wanted to ask you, um, throughout all of your time served in the military, did you, I guess this kind of falls into that, you know, like, do, do we think we'll, we will see a succession in our lifetime? Um, Did you ever foresee uh, moments like 2020 as far as like this uh, this West versus um, sorry, not West, but uh, conservatism versus liberalism or socialism actually, you know, come to certain heads in the streets? Is this anything that you feel like you would have seen on American soil back in the 80s or 90s?
2: Uh, You saw it every time you had somebody come along that was a threat to conservative values you you had people you know saying oh we're going to rise up and we're going to do something and so it has happened and if you look at our history whenever you know people think they no longer have a voice you start seeing people buying guns and ammo and and the next step is you start organizing your own m- military the next step is you actually start using your own military. Uh, if you look at right prior to the Civil War, uh, because Abraham Lincoln took power, all of a sudden, all across the South, these, these uh, militia units started forming, drilling, practicing, and uh, doing that right before American Revolution. The militia that normally would go out there and train how to shoot Indians are now training how to shoot British soldiers. And so at times where people feel that their way is threatened, they start stockpiling guns, stockpiling ammunition, and then the next level is start building up a militia or an armed defense group to take on whatever they perceive to be a threat. Now, in modern times, you saw this first with Bill Clinton. When Bill Clinton was president, that's when you, like the Michigan militia, that's actually when they rose to power. Uh, when they started, you know, all these different militia groups all around started getting people involved. Uh, and, and so you had these people stockpiling ammo and everything else. M- most of America thought, okay, those guys are kooks. They're kind of nuts. And, and, you know, obviously when the media found a militia group, they'd always find the guy that was fucking with two fake teeth and, and slightly retarded. And they would interview him. So then everybody thought he was a nut. Next time you see it, when their people feel threatened... Was when Obama is president, and again you start people stockpiling guns, stockpiling ammunition, and to the point that you, you Obama's picture hung up in gun stores, saying this is our number one salesman. <laughs> now right now you're seeing it again. Trump is on the way out, and right now you can't buy a goddamn box of 22 ammo if your life depended on it. You can't find ammo anywhere. You can't find guns anywhere. I mean, they're, they're being selling out as fast as they can. So people feel threatened. Step one is buy guns, buy ammo. So it has happened in my life. The next step is, like I so said, the militia start rising up. That has happened. and the, But the final step is doing something about it. And in my life, you had armed, basically armed insurrections. I've, I've seen several of them. In the 1960s, you had, you know, hell, man, you had the Weather Underground fucking blowing shit up and stuff like that. You had the the, the big, you know, fights on college campuses. They ended up people getting gunned down. You have the, the Black Panthers arming themselves. That was an armed militia. The guns and ammo stockpiling and a militia. So that was, they felt threatened by basically Nixon rising in power. Nixon really wasn't that threat to them. They found that out. and So it kind of died down. But. There have been, you know, Waco, Ruby Ridge, um, what are some of the other big ones? Oh, even even when Douchebag blew up the Murrah Building in Oklahoma City, all that was because of Waco, and it was because of a president coming along and and doing something that was a threat. So you see these little things happen. Now, is something like that going to happen in the future, and could it escalate? It is possible. Again, goes back to what I said before about history being a bitch. Right. It is possible, but you got to it's got to be the motivation. It, until you get the mainstream of the conservative movements to wanting to pick up a gun, then it's not really going to happen. Until you two right there behind this microphone feel, like I need to pick up a gun and go start shooting somebody. That's the point where it goes to the Civil War mode. But uh, you know, have I seen it? Uh, it? I seen little things, but nothing big. I mean, it hasn't hasn't gotten to this level. Probably the worst time period in in my life would have been the late 1960s, early 1970s.
3: Death of the hippie generation.
2: Well, it, for every yin, there's a yang. You had the hippies, but you got to realize those evil hippies too. And I, that sounds silly, but no, <laughs> you had the nice, peaceful. I just want to smoke dope and listen to rock and roll. But you also had Charles Manson. So you had for every yin there's a yang. You know, so you had the the nice hippies that you had the motherfucker, I'm killing you all, help their blood on the walls. You had both ends of the spectrum. Today, you when you have your marchers out there, you always start out with your peaceful marchers and then you end up with the fucking guys wearing black blowing shit up, you know? <laughs> so you have for every yin there's a yang.
3: Uh I think the technical term was mostly peaceful. <laughs> yeah, yeah, mostly peaceful. <laughs>
1: Do you feel like in the uh, 60s that um, that the local governments were as lackadaisical about riots and stuff
2: as they are today? You know, I mean, oh, and no, no. You know, <laughs> no, no, uh, yeah, no, no, yeah, I realize the riots in the 60s was still the old mentality. Like, look at Detroit. They deployed the 82nd Airborne and they shot yeah. the place to fuck. Uh, right. You know, no, no, it was a lot different, and so they they put them down with a vengeance. But that was part of the problem. You do that, and now all of a sudden you're turning the rest of America, mom and pop back home, see you gunning down kids in Kent State, and they're like, why, what the fuck? Why are we, why are we killing our own people? Why are we killing our own people? You know,
1: double edged sword. But at the same time, now you see mom and pops is like, well, they're just letting these people destroy our stores. After the same government's forced me to shut my business down, what yeah. the fuck? I'm getting no representation for my dollar, and I'm being taxed. You know,
3: well, even uh, here in Min- in uh, Minnesota, they were charging um, the uh, not building taxes. It was some um, some tax that they were expecting the store owners to pay up front. Yeah, uh, to, yeah. you know, to clean up the wreckage from yeah. the, their shit.
2: We're going to charge you to clean up. It's it's kind of like the old communists. We're going to shoot your children in the back of the head, and then we're going to charge the family the the money for the bullet.
3: <laughs> <laughs> Jesus. Um Unless there was anything else that you guys wanted to touch off in this realm. um, I think there is one other thing that we haven't really paid too much attention to, and it's not behind the schemes unless we talk about Um, (laughs) COVID-1984. I'm definitely of the mindset that this is no ordinary virus only because it is the most infectious mind virus that I've ever witnessed in my lifetime. I mean, we're, uh, I've only been through Ebola, Zika, and uh, swine and avian. I feel like were, we're the four big ones prior to COVID-19. Um, what does well, it pretend?
2: We're, we're pretending. We're pretending it's deadly. We put on a mask and we pretend it's going to save us because everybody else says we have to put on a mask. It's, it's a pretend virus. Yeah. In reality, um, you know, the people dying are dying of flu, pneumonia, Alzheimer's, hell, gunshot victims, murder, rape, suicide, whatever. They're they're adding in every body in the world. Uh, I I love the thing I read just recently, a little meme that said the CDC is saying the reason the flu season is so low is because everybody's wearing a mask. But then again, the CDC is saying the reason that there's so much coronavirus is because not enough people are wearing masks. Well, no, the reason the flu season is so low is because they're adding the numbers into the corona. The corona is nothing. It literally is a do-nothing, weak-ass virus. you got to figure, it's the only people it's killing are people that in a normal year would be classified as dying of old age. Yes, you have the rare, rare, really fucking rare case of somebody young dying. But you know what? Every year we have the rare case of somebody young dying of flu and pneumonia. Because that's what they're dying of, flu and pneumonia. And uh, it's, oh, they got coronavirus on, so the COVID victim. But no, it's flu and pneumonia. And so this virus is the pretend virus. We have to pretend. We constantly have to pretend. I refuse to pretend. I don't wear a mask anywhere. And lucky for me, I live in an area where nobody gives a shit. Uh, now, I'd, probably up there, you guys have fucking little mask Nazis yelling at you if you don't have a mask on. Well, but down here? Down here, by the way, this is North Carolina, and we got us a – Democrat governor is a piece of shit, but we just fucking ignore him too.
1: Amen to that. I'm in Wilmington, North Carolina, by
2: the way. Okay. Tell you, I don't know what it's like in Wilmington, but over here near Fort Bragg, fuck no. Nobody pays attention to that shit.
1: Yeah, a bunch of pussies.
2: Yeah. Yeah. Now, there are parts of North Carolina that are like that. That's the big liberal state. Every state's got your big liberal areas. And so the big liberal areas, uh, I guess they wear masks, but I don't. I don't wear a mask. If they ask me, where's your mask? It's like, I don't have one. And would you like one? Nope. Why and that's usually it. I've that. never got kind of past that level. I've never had a confrontation come up to me going, you have to wear it. Nobody's ever done that.
1: I, why wear a mask for a disease that the average age of death of is o- over the average age of death?
2: Well, well not like that, but I, me and my family, we think we had it already. We yeah. think we had it in December. And that's a lot of people down here. They think they had it probably mid to late December.
3: Yep. I mean, we're, but that, that's also another big talking point for the show is, uh, uh, myself on the, the cats, the musical tour with Anastasia, the musical, both shows were in Toronto back in December of 2019. And, um, there was some nasty bug that just kind of went through, uh, both shows. Some people, well, what happened down here?
2: is uh you know i i was involved in the school system then right well I, I, it was so bad down here in december that we ran out of substitutes and so everybody was sick and it was this weird fucking cold that we, it was this, this cough that wouldn't go away and so they ran out of substitutes they actually had to jam classes together here to to because of what enough teachers going around and they were actually going, thinking, well, we're just going to start Christmas vacation early because we don't have enough teachers. There are too many people sick. Now, nobody's dying of it, but it was just sickness. Now, me, when I got it, I got a temperature of about 104, I think. And uh, it, it was cranking up there pretty bad. And I I honestly thought it was malaria coming back on me because I, I had a type of malaria at one time. And I told the Army doctor, dude, I think I'm getting malaria again. That's what it felt like to me. It felt like malaria. My wife got it, and she had this cough that lasted like for three weeks. It wouldn't go away. Now, right around January, no, no, I take it back. Right when coronavirus was known, uh, all of a sudden, all the school nurses in our region said, you know what? Remember back when we had that thing? Let's put our notes together. And all the school nurses said, you know what? Fuck it. That was coronavirus. We had coronavirus. So we, most most of us, you know, and I shouldn't say most, a lot of us down here had it, but like everyone else, when you get it, you get sick for about a week, maybe two, then you get better, then you go back to work. It ain't killing you unless you're 80.
3: Yeah, Well, I, I do like to add a a little more credence that, you know, people are easily manipul- manipulated. I mean, uh, fear is a big fucking powerhouse of a tool uh in my opinion at least and you know i I feel like the people that are being shut in for so long are being demoralized for you know for from having their jobs removed um you know this you're not allowed to go out and you know visit family or you're going to be directly responsible for the death of them all how many how many family members do you need to pass before you actually start believing in this virus oh here's one
2: for you Want, want to do this okay in a in a typical year, uh, how many people in your life die? Now, this is rhetorical. You don't need the answers. But uh, so in a typical year, you might have an older family member die. Or you might have somebody or maybe somebody gets at a car wreck and dies. And so it happens. But think about it. now. Think about this last year, 2020. How many people do you know that died? I mean, how many people died of just sickness? I'm not talking about coronavirus. I'm talking about uh, suicide or car wrecks or getting hit by a car or freaking just, you know, they should have gone to the doctor for, for cancer and they didn't get couldn't get to the doctor because the hospital was fucking shut down. Not because of too many patients, but because there wasn't enough and they couldn't make any money. They shut the goddamn thing down. In the military community, this year, has been devastating. The number of deaths from cancer and all that is through the fucking roof. And the number of deaths from guys committing suicide is through the fucking roof. Because these guys that do have PTSD, they they need to see their buddies, have a beer, shoot the breeze, or go get therapy. None of that is happening. They're stuck in a house with their own fucking demons. And these motherfucking politicians are killing those fuckers. They don't give a rat's fucking ass because they're set. They're getting paid their fucking money, but they've killed more people with this stupid fucking pretend virus than the virus ever did.
3: Yeah. There's a, there's a clip from uh, James Corbett. He's another uh, true, true denier conspiracy podcast, but uh, he really went ham on just the, the, the fucking astronomical suicide rate. You know, the, the lockdowns are killing people um and nobody yep. and nobody then and the old folks
2: the old folks in the
3: homes oh, they Jesus. they are just dev-
2: i mean they, they they're just dying because there's nothing to live for that their families heart. can't visit them they can't see their grandchildren they can't do anything it's torture it's disgusting it's
1: sick oh, shit. I should be furious i am furious and i have friends that are furious but people more people are just like but you got to wear a mask you know <laughs> You might kill everybody. You so gotta believe not, our
3: science. Happening.
1: Yeah.
3: Um. I, I don't remember where it is, but uh, there was some nursing home that was introducing these bubble devices where, you know, they s- basically set up a plastic sheet so that family members could come and hug through this plastic barrier. Their, you know, their fucking elderly family members. It, it's really just a, a mind fuck. That. The
2: one, the one that I, I saw a series of pictures, and they weren't from America. They were actually in Britain. But a series of pictures of these children, little kids. I'm talking like kindergarten kids, and they had the squares on the floor, and they couldn't leave the square. And then when they would go outside to play, they couldn't interact with anyone else at all. And these kids are just laying there, not not moving, just. Just, like, catatonic because they can't do anything. And it's fucking torture for the kids. And, you know, I'm telling you what, if there, there's anything that I would rise up for, that would be it right there. The fact that you're fucking these people over. That that would get me to rise up. But, uh, you know, fuck, man. It, it, and the politicians, they don't give a fucking rat's ass because they're going to get all their money. They're going to get all their fucking wealth. They're going to get their little designer fucking ice cream and their wraparound silicon fucking face. And uh, you know they don't give a fuck.
1: Just today, they're passing a new uh, stimulus that yeah. basically bails out uh, the governments around and gives us yeah, a I, on the dollar. That's saw
2: that. It's like if every man, woman, and child in America got six hundred bucks. That only accounts for what one third of the money. Where's the other two thirds going?
3: Not even not even a third. I think it's I think it's uh closer to like seven billion is unaccounted for. You know, that actually reminds me, um it's gonna take me a hot second to find it, but uh someone on No Agenda Social um had found a tweet from some random person on the internet. I know that's not really <laughs> selling it all that well. But, uh on the internet Where is it? Where is it? <laughs> I had it saved, and it's disappeared from my tabs. Ah, here it is. Uh, so the retweet comes from uh, an Alan uh, McLeod, M-A-C-L-E-O-D, no idea who this is, but they went through the COVID relief McLeod, bill, McLeod and... Uh, This is what they found. The word missile appears 19 times in the COVID relief bill. Aircraft appears 208 times. Munition, 46 times. Weapon, 46 times. Healthcare, 24. Doctor and nurse, 5. And mask, (laughs) 0. so well, the
2: politicians know it's a pretend virus they know it's not fucking serious are you kidding if this virus I, really was sure. the black plague those fuckers would be in a bunker they, they would never us. come out
3: i don't think they would tell us realistically
2: oh no you'd be hiding you wouldn't see them i mean if this was really a deadly virus they wouldn't be anywhere but you know <laughs> they're out in the france you know the french restaurant or or whatever you know so it's a joke oh, the if and they know it's a joke. It's like just – I do the stock market, and uh, I do day trading. And so the big news that was manipulating the market today was two things. One was the stimulus, and the other one was that Britain basically uh, – they call it – what uh, they, they gave a new sexy name where it's a mutant virus. It's a
3: mutant <laughs> virus. Super code.
2: Anyway, so the, uh, basically the rest of Europe is telling Britain, you can't to, tra- trade with us anymore. You can't do anything with us anymore. All right. Well, here's – dirty little secret it ain't got a goddamn thing to do with the virus it never does the virus is merely there for political power what that really is about is the fact that britain this is a way for the eu to get back at britain for leaving doing brexit and they're able to fuck them over and they're using the virus as their tool to fuck them over yep yeah. absolutely you got to look at the timing
1: of that it's you know it yeah. doesn't happen by accident I think it's
2: a cool name, though. It's a mutant virus. It's mutant.
1: And, uh, and it's 70% more
3: infectious. It's a than- 24 days later virus. You're gonna God. die. Just make sure you get tested to see if you actually have it. The flaming shitstorm fucking barbarian virus. You know, just make out something horrible. <laughs>
2: That's the worst type of barbarian virus. The <laughs> shit-filled Twinkie virus. You know? <laughs> <laughs>
3: holy fuck um yeah i i'm definitely like to me i i i really think um you know our election was jacked but i i don't know maybe it's maybe it's more apt to say that they're gonna go hand in hand uh these lockdowns COVID 1984 it's nothing that we're leaving behind us anytime soon. You know, people laugh at me when I joke about, Oh, COVID 20, COVID 21, COVID 22. I'm not, you know, I think well, it's, you
2: you're going to see a true, uh, split with, you know, the governors of the States are not that don't give a fuck about this virus. And all along, have told them to go fucking fuck yourself. Kind of like the governor of South Dakota. Now, when Biden comes along and says, I'm going to make everybody wear a mask. They're just going to go, fuck you. What are you gonna do about it? And and you're going to – there's already insurrections. Uh, look at the states who passed the, the drug laws and the states that passed – I mean there's so many things that the federal government says, you can't do that. And the states are getting to the point like, fuck you, we can do what we want because, um, yes, guess what? That is a true statement. The Constitution does say you can do what the fuck you want. And so, you know, the states that have sanctuary cities, guess what? That, that's kind of the, you can fucking do that. Uh, you, you, you know, pass drug laws, you can do that. And so the states, when Biden comes along and says, everybody's going to wear a mask, everybody's going to shut down. About, oh, three quarters of the states are going to go, go fuck yourself, pal. And we'll see what happens then.
1: <laughs> we will defend
2: Biden. I will say this. You know, the one thing I always get a chuckle is is, the your, the conspiracy folks. It's like, oh, no, the military is going to come and get us. The military is going to come. But you got to realize something. And this is a this is a good thing. The military is made up of us. That's the cool thing about our world is that our army is made up of us. In other words, the army tends to be the most conservative element of the united states government and so you have people that believe in loyalty and honor and and things like doing what is right i mean you go into the military not because you're going to make you know big money and have you know hot chicks thrown at you that's not what i saw when i was in the military um so basically you go in because you are trying to do a good thing, and so that that military made that, so the threat is not going to be the soldiers, so I would never worry about, no, the army's going to come and get you, no, the army is us the first time somebody orders a bunch of our soldiers to you, you, you're going to go in that fucking town there and take all them guns, that ain't going to (laughs) happen right (laughs) if I have soldiers going, no, I think I'm going to join them now, fuck you
3: I don't think um, either one of us necessarily fall into that line of thinking. I,
2: no, I, not you, but you you know, there are people oh, that are always, sure. oh, the military. I'll give you a, a crate. This actually happened for real. We did a, a series of anti-drug missions on the border. And, uh, hey, man, one time I found Jerry Garcia's fucking, uh, you know, marijuana field. That was kind of cool. But uh, <laughs> wow. we did a series of drug missions and in When we were trying to figure out exactly what do you want us to do, there was a handful of things that they wanted us to do. I'm talking about the the DEA and the U.S. Marshals and the FBI. They wanted us to do stuff, and we stood up and said, "No, we're not going to fucking do that. That's wrong. It's against the Constitution." And they were kind of shocked that all of a sudden soldiers knew the Constitution. It's like, well, you're violating the Posse Comitatus Act. No, we're not going to do that. Give you a classic case, Waco. You know, Waco, they wanted, uh, we actually did have guys that did train the FBI to take down Waco, but they lied to us. They said that Waco was a meth place and had, they were making meth in there and we need to learn how to take this down. Once we found out about it, that's the last time we ever did anything with the fucking FBI for years and years and years. And so the the soldiers, you know, they they have leaders who will basically say, no, we're not going to do that because it violates the Constitution. So, yeah, the military is us. The military is not a threat. And so I would never worry about
3: it. Hmm. Yeah, someone's got to fucking get this uh, this alphabet soup, all these alphabet agencies under control. I mean, it's... I, I don't know if clandestine is the right word. I don't know if shadow government, deep state. I mean, fucking pick one. Like, I just... these Well, guys... it's...
2: it's... Eisenhower summed it up the he called it what it was the military-industrial complex, and it's You know you use that term nowadays, and it sounds almost cliche like oh my god, but you know it really is the the it's basically the people that want to keep making money with the sweet sweet tax dollars, and how do you do that? by making guns and bullets and shit there or or under Obama making fucking green jobs. I'm going to make fucking big giant propeller blades for a, a fan out West, <laughs> you know? And so it, it doesn't have, always have to be a gun or a bomb. It could be anything as long as you can keep getting those sweet, sweet free tax dollars. And so it's, they've always had that level of the government that it's, they're rich and they're powerful and they're really fucking hard to remove
3: from power. Yeah. And I, I would I would go as far to, to move that industrial complex term straight on over to the pharmaceutical companies. Oh, yeah. Uh, that's part of it now. That, Fuck yeah. That's been one of the, I don't know if hard is the correct term, but it's been one of the more frustrating parts of 2020 is just to see uh, so many people that I legitimately care and have concern for turn into walking commercials for the fucking pharmaceutical companies. In, yep. in what world did you, did you stop being you and now you just, you know, you just have to fucking, uh, you know, spit back this fucking, you know, vaccine rhetoric for one example, one of many examples.
2: Oh, I'll give you another one that's an example of, of what used to be the military industrial complex, but it's academia. The, the university system is the biggest sucker of freaking government money there is. Hmm and so they're part of it now they're too rich to fucking be removed and so how do you how do you stop that sinking all that money into all these universities no idea (laughs) well that was that was a slick move on the democrat side where they were able to you know oh we'll take over all the government loans and we'll, we'll start government loans and and get everybody goes to college now yay and what it did was created this massive fucking transfer of money and power.
1: Mm-hmm. It made a lot of uh, young people basically indentured servants for the rest of yeah. their lives. <laughs> yeah. yeah.
2: Well, yeah. And, and, and if you dare say, you know what? You don't really need to go to college. Holy my God, you're like a heretic. I did that when I was a teacher. I used to tell my students, don't go to college unless you need a job that requires college. It says you don't need to go to college just because it's what you do after high school. No, you'll end up in debt. And but don't you figure out what you want to do in life. Then go to if you need to go to college, do it. But otherwise, don't. If you want to be a fucking car mechanic, you don't need to go to college. If you want to be a fucking, you know, janitor, you, you can go to, you know, go to community college. But I'm talking about like a university system. You don't need to go to a university. Year. Yeah. You don't need a freaking doctorate if you're going to be a janitor.
3: <laughs> I mean, I, I'm grateful for the, the college route that I did take. I mean, that that's where uh, Malachi and uh, Monty, who's not here tonight, uh, we all met at uh, college. Um, but after I graduated and, and started working with different uh, local stagehands all across the nation, it, it took no time to realize. I was like, man, you know, I didn't really waste two years, but I also didn't really need to go to school for this because... You still paying off that loan? No, I actually I uh, I paid it off <laughs> at the beginning of this year. That's a good thing. How many years did it took to pay off that loan? Uh, I was a terrible steward with my money for a number of years. Uh, so, in the grand so scheme... point, here. I was trying to figure out
2: how long it took you to make pay off the loan.
3: Uh, well, the loan was only eighteen thousand. Um, oh, okay, I did the the dual enrollment, uh, so I graduated yeah. community college, high school at the same time with the associates transferred in and. Uh, stripped out a bunch of, like, uh, I didn't do the meal plan for the first year. There was some other shit, like the books. I think I kind of uh, maybe passed on buying all those. Just little shit here and there, anything I could. to, And and Dad really helped me a lot, like, figure out how I could save money in that capacity because, you know, he's always been very, you know, anti-debt, you know, don't fall for these credit card schemes. (laughs) Um, So I was in and out of college in two years. Um, Yeah. About forty five hundred a, a semester, I think, is what it ended up being. I know one
2: of my daughters is in the education field, and she'll be paying off her loan for fucking twenty years easily.
1: Yeah. And my uh, my son's in the same boat for sure, no doubt, yeah, big time.
3: And I think if they do this debt forgiveness for people with uh, uh, college loans, along with the the UBI, the Universal Basic Income, it's just going to be more avenues for the man in charge the (laughs) i affectionately refer to him as lizard fucks uh (laughs) but all these fucking politicians and government agencies it's just going to be another excuse for them to have their hands on your fucking have you by the nuts Um, oh yeah
2: yeah of course it will
3: so i just i don't i don't think it's going to be the godsend um golden ticket for anybody it Also, well, gives- also it's, it's, it's
2: a transfer of power, uh, money again, because your uh, debt forgiveness, in reality, what you're saying is the government is going to basically, uh, you don't have to pay the government back all that money you borrowed. So what happened to all the money? Well, it's free now. It's, it, we. You know, Where did the money come from? From all those where'd poor get? suckers working that never went to college. So we just transferred the fucking money from one side to the other. And so what you're going to do is you're going to create even more heartburn, more division, it's going to be the folks who got free college and the folks who I decided to work and support my family and I couldn't go to college and now I'm paying for you. And so, yeah, it's, it's going to create division.
1: Yeah. Yep. All this bullshit creates division. They're passing a $2.3 trillion stimulus bill tomorrow, 6,000 pages. They get six hours to read it. What the fuck? This is this is you know, and it'll pass. And, and it's just, Oh, anybody, anybody would vote for that is, they should be ashamed of themselves. Yeah, they they should be tarred and fucking feathered, man. All of these people and Trump should veto it. I, you know, fuck them. I don't know what Trump will do now. But I mean, would you like I to prognosticate Trump- at all about what you think is coming up in the next couple of months?
2: Yeah. Now, Trump has always been, I mean, you know, even though everybody, you know, the criticism was like, he's an evil dictator, blah, blah, blah. Well, what, it took him almost two years before he vetoed his first thing. I, <laughs> I mean, worked. he passed everything. He was one of those guys, okay, you guys pass it, I'll sign it. Yeah. <clears throat> he's pretty liberal. Yeah. Yeah, he was. I mean, he. that's why I said for as an evil dictator, he didn't do a very good job. He's about a
1: center of the road as I think you can get, you know, yeah. but the left has gone so far left that it, um,
3: I think they it, took a bunch yeah. of fucking Republicans with them. <laughs>
1: yeah. Yeah. Well, there, are you know,
3: it's all one. Party. I,
1: I tend to believe, and I'm could be wrong on this, that Trump is the one that is not corrupt in the political elite spectrum in
2: D.C. No, I don't, I don't think he, Now, I'm, it was interesting is when the first time around, I was somebody was telling everybody else, do not vote for Trump because I didn't like how Trump rose to power. And what I meant by that was he used things like uh, uh, intimate domain to seize people land and put up casinos. And I fucking said, I don't want somebody like that to be in the White House because who knows what the fuck he's going to do. But Mm -hmm. once he won, I'm not an idiot. Okay, I'm going to give him a chance. Let's see what the fuck he does. I like what the fuck he did. Uh, Like a lot of what he did. Uh, I I love the fact that he tried to end the forever war. That's a big one with me. Yeah. Uh, I love the fact that he was, I mean, just all this stuff around the world he did was amazing. And, uh, you know, you see some of it, like all the peace treaties with these Islamic countries. It's amazing shit. So he did a lot of stuff that I liked. Anyway, so initially, though, I was a guy that's like, don't vote for that guy. Don't do it at all. Because he was the poster child for being a Democrat. I mean, everything about the guy screamed a Democrat. I thought he was a Democrat plant. And the Democrats loved him. They wanted to be near him, be on his show. They want Rappers wanted him in their videos. I mean, everybody wanted to be seen with him, take a picture with him, up until the point that he said, I'm a Republican. That's when all of a sudden he's an evil Trump. And prior to that, though, he was the darling of the Democrats.
3: Yeah. I think you. I think you nailed it. Exactly on the head for for me at least uh, I, the fact that he hasn't thrusted us into another war conf- confrontation I, I think that's admirable because I mean that's that's been fuck tw- twenty years nineteen 19- Jimmy Carter
2: longer than that um let's see Jimmy Carter was president 79. 09. but Jesus man he, you know he's he's the most peaceful president since Jimmy Carter. And even Carter did the Iran raid. Trump hasn't done initiated any new military actions. Yeah, None. Just took out ISIS. You know, so so. that's an amazing feat. <laughs> He's
1: very restrained and um and like the military action that he seems to have taken is uh, strategic like with Soleimani, you know it appears that it's like, okay, well, we're gonna hit him right back. this guy he got the intelligence that guys the one that was behind the attack on our in- embassy. And he's like, all right, take him out.
2: Was that the, yeah. uh... Slimani, Baghdadi. I mean, took that motherfucker out. There was it, a lot of them.
3: Was that the Iranian general? I forget. Yeah, yeah the that episode.
2: was the, the Iranian who, uh, really bad decision. It's like, I think I'll just fly right into the fucking war zone and tell all the guys what targets to hit. Those Americans won't fucking notice me. <laughs> Boom. Bye-bye. <laughs> yeah. Send another was my Uber? Yeah, this is your Uber. <laughs> the one with the big fucking here on top of it. Boosh <laughs> i
1: i I'm with you there uh, trump i uh I was excited about Trump because it, it originally he was the he wasn't a politician and and he was making all of the other politicians in like the Republican debates look like stupid politicians. And and I figured, I voted for him originally thinking, okay, at least if nothing else, he's gonna tie up, you know, the wheels of the government. Maybe it'll make it harder for them to do things, you know? Yeah. And I think that happened, but but uh, man, I am super proud of him. I've never been proud of a president before uh, over just the it, how the adversity he's faced From his own party and the other side, and the successes that he's had,
2: it's just yeah. The the successes are amazing because you you have all the Democrats hate him, half the Republicans hate him, ninety what ninety five percent of the media stories are against him, Mm -hmm. and he's still able to pull off what he did. Imagine if he had just half of the support that a normal president had.
1: He won that damn election too. I've still got it I mean, yeah. Uh, the night of it. Okay, I, these are my own statistics. No one else's. I wrote them down uh, at one twenty-four a.m. on, on uh, November 4th. In North Carolina, Trump was up 76,712. Um, Georgia, he was up 224,992 with 88% reporting. He was up 687,110 with 64. And one.
2: here's... For you to accept that Biden won, what you have to accept is that Joe Biden is the most popular president in the history of the United States, and he is more popular with black people than Barack Obama. You have to accept that. And if you can't accept that, then your head should say, there's something flaky going on here. Yeah.
1: (laughs) It's insane. And the fact that they won't even look at it, you know, they won't
2: even. No oh, let me throw. Here's one for you. I, I wrote this in one of my articles. All right. After every major, major motherfucking victory, like for example, when Bill Clinton won, the media focused on the guy who was the architect. In other words, he they focused on Carvel, the Carvel, the Raging Cajun. He put Bill Clinton into power and how his strategy and how he did it and everything else. When George Bush, the first George no, second George Bush. You actually had the guy, the architect, Carl Rove, and stories about Carl Rove and how he did it and how he put him in there. With Trump, you had a, a – oh, man, man my, my brain ain't working. She's the woman who dressed in the outrageously weird fucking outfits all the time. Kelly but Ann the Conway. blonde woman. Kelly but she, it was basically – what's that? Kellyanne Conway? Yeah, Kellyanne Conway. And you know, how she did it, how she put it off. Okay, riddle me this. Who is Biden's – Campaign person that put him in power?
1: Barack Obama.
2: No, no, don't. I'm being honest. Can you ah. name the person that put him in power? The, the campaign guy that Simone, did
1: it? Simone? Is it
2: Simone something? Are you sure? I was gonna That's say... just it. <laughs> what I'm getting at is nobody, no reporter has asked because every reporter knows nobody put him in power. And if we can't go there, because if we go there, it will basically prove the emperor has no clothes. But normally there'd be all these stories about the person that made him rise to power and how awesome it was. So here's this guy, most popular freaking candidate in the history of the United States of America, and there are no stories about the person who put him there. Amazing, None.
1: Amazing. Yeah. The Gateway so, Pundit uh, ran an article uh, uh, maybe this week that also they they listed all the number of from every state of all of the registered um voters in each state and they added them all up and then they said 64% of the registered voters in the United States voted in the election well that came out to be less than the amount of people that voted in the election yeah you know, so 150 million people voted in the election, but the math of registered voters was less than that. And I don't remember the number off the top of my head, but it's you know, the it's the data is right there in front of you. They you can add it up.
2: <laughs> yep. No, no, it's it's definitely a theft and and half of the democrats knows it that that, that. that I saw a poll recently. Half the democrats say, yeah, it was shady. Yeah. Most of the republicans yeah. say it's shady. And so, you know, even the Democrats, most of you know, a good chunk of them agree that it's flaky, but they don't care because they won, right? But they should care, I know,
1: because it's gonna fuck them just as bad as it's gonna fuck me. Oh, and you. oh yeah,
2: oh yeah. I mean, you know, the, the 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 famous clip, I remember when Barack Obama won the first time, and there was a clip of a woman in a park, and she's all happy and gets in front of a camera, and she said. I'm not going to have to pay any mortgage anymore. I'm not going to have a car payment anymore, all that because of Brock. I, I'd love for somebody anywhere to do a follow up with her. Um, so how that how turn it out for you?
1: He did not vote for uh, Obama's second term. I I, could, I swear I know this.
2: Oh, they they tracked her down.
1: Again, somebody
2: yeah, somebody did, and, and um, pissed off because she didn't have a new car and a new house. What the fuck, man? They told me to have a new car and a new house. And somebody along the line did tell her that.
1: Man, I will try to find that, I, I thought, and maybe post it on our show notes somehow. Yeah, uh, because yeah. That, there is an interview with her out there. I just well, somewhere
2: might... all, all these Biden folks, when they don't get their new car and their new house, and I, I think about it, you know what, I, I can't see those Biden folks. As I don't think they exist. You know, everybody goes, oh man, half the country voted for Biden. Well, no, they didn't. Somebody, a Xerox machine making fucking uh, duplicate copies of votes did it, not a human. So, no, there is no, you can't blame the American voters. The American voters did what they were supposed to. It was the fucking fake votes that put them into power. I find it interesting, too. You know,
1: so Donald Trump swore an oath to uphold and defend the Constitution from enemies, foreign and domestic. You know, he's got evidence. You know, how far does he take this?
2: He doesn't yeah. want to pull that trigger. Um, no yeah. no president, nobody wants to pull that trigger. Because, again, we are the most lethal force in the history of the fucking world. I mean, there's nobody more deadly than a bunch of fucking Americans. And uh, yeah. and we prove it constantly. And so you, nobody wants to pull that trigger. And Trump's not stupid. He don't want to pull that trigger. You know, he he doesn't want to see America destroyed. Nobody does. So I think he's just going to plot his revenge, try to come back. Four years from now. You know, try. We'll see. Mm-hmm. But uh, if not, maybe Dan Crenshaw would run. I'd like to see him be president. Hmm. <laughs> if nothing else, because he makes me laugh. Yes. He's <laughs> I'm not some, opposed to that. He's got uh,
1: I can on that for sure. Pretty
2: far out there
3: videos. <laughs> oh, his,
2: his, his videos are hilarious. <laughs> what are you talking about, Dan Crenshaw? Yeah. Oh, just if you haven't seen a, a YouTube Dan Crenshaw election video, there's two of them. They are fucking hilarious. <laughs> Basically he skydives. He's the guy that's a navy SEAL, one eye. Yeah. Yep. But uh yeah, he skydives down. And it's really him skydiving, you know. That that shot alone probably cost him a few million. But he skydives down in the middle of antifa and fucking scares them and they all shit themselves. It's hilarious. <laughs>
1: <laughs> <sighs> yeah. I don't know, man. You know yeah. it's so do you think there's been talk of a few, um, you know, a couple of senators, and, and and now it seems to be going up. Um, some
2: I out- can name three, out- maybe that four that are worth a shit. The rest, yeah. fuck them.
1: Right. It's, I agree. I'm always a
2: Ted Cruz guy. The Ted Cruz some... is the guy I wanted to vote. Uh, well, I voted for against Trump the first time. So I like Cruz. Cruz is a constitutionalist. That's why I like Cruz. Yeah, uh, I kind of like Crenshaw because he didn't give a fuck about what people think. That's very Trump-like of him. Uh, and there's a few others, too, but the, the, they're rare. They're so fucking rare. There's, it's uh, the ones that just don't give a shit. Just be, be bulletproof. Be bulletproof, man. You're a senator. What the fuck are they going to do to you?
1: Yeah. I think. Do you think that any of the um, uh, members of the House or the Senate are going to um, uh, question the election on January 6th?
2: That, that one guy from uh, Alabama said he's going to do it. I I yeah, would no, love a, for him to do that just because I want to see what the fuck's going to happen. Me too. God, I want to see. Because you, you understand the mechanic to that. Okay, yeah. If he goes, I I question the validity of Pennsylvania's electoral votes. Well, then they have to question it, and then at the most, they will then throw out Pennsylvania's electoral votes. But that's still not enough to get Trump elected. So you'd have to go down the line and question each Every one of, of the states, and you'd have to be able to get the votes thrown out. That is a tough nut to crack. It's almost impossible. But I'd love to see one person just go, "Fuck Pennsylvania! I think they're full of shit," and see what happens. Yeah, well, kind of I- like a, 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 you know, the, the Queen of England, the Queen, the King, the royal family has not used the royal veto in about 300 years, 400 years. I think the last time they used it, they chopped off the king's head. I've always wondered just one day if Queen Elizabeth just got up one day and went, fuck it, give me that seal, veto, boo, fuck you, and see what the fuck happens just because she could. (laughs) So, yeah, I'd I'd love to see what the fuck would happen. Just just do it, see what the fuck happens.
1: Well, that's how our constitution is designed to work. You know, it's like,
2: Right? right? You know, so it'll be a first. It It should should happen. I want to see it because it'll be a first. It'll be precedence. You know, it it creates precedence.
1: Yeah. It'd be awesome. And that,
2: I'd love to see all the fucking liberals' heads explode as they run around in circles.
3: (sighs) Yeah. I've I've been trying to kind of brace people. I was like, you know, all of a sudden 2020 didn't stop being the year that, you know, stopped giving. So I, I, I for one, um, am certain that we haven't seen the last of this election. Um, whether it's going to go for Trump, uh, Biden, I, I don't know. You know, I, I, I think Biden will be president.
2: Yeah. for at least a year. Um, no, I, I think we're fucked because it's just the way it is. There will be all sorts of hubbub and political ballyhoo uh, in the courts. But it takes a while. It takes a while to make a case. The Democrats know that. That's why they were able to do this. So you're going to see most of the court cases of fraud pop up right around the midterm elections. And also, traditionally, every single time the Democrats get in in there, and especially when they get House, Senate, and the presidency, they go nuts and they fuck everything up. And what happens is the midterm is always this huge wave with clinton he did the gun ban and where he did the assault rifle ban that fucked him and what happened was newt gingrich created the contract with america and it was a huge wave and it made a a, a congress that had veto power over the president and so every time bill clinton wanted to do something they were able to veto it and went fuck you <laughs> and here's the irony of that if you have people and they argue about Bill Clinton. They talk about how he had the best economy ever, blah, 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 blah. Well, the reason that is actually a true statement is because everything he wanted to do got shot down by the Republicans. They they stopped it from happening. And But because it worked, Clinton got the credit. Now, the next time that happened was look at Barack Obama. He came along. He did the, uh, the fucking Obamacare. Fucking everybody rose up was the Tea Party. Tea Party rose up and this wave took over the House and the Senate. So, so you, they're gonna fuck up. So all we have to do is kind of survive for two fucking years, and they're gonna fuck up. And then what will happen? A wave will wash away the Democrats again, and uh, you know, Nancy Pelosi will have to fucking go get another goddamn you know plastic surgery, wrap face, and stretch that smile a little bit thicker.
3: God,
1: <laughs> these, I'm afraid that these people can do some irreparable harm in two years with yeah, uh, yeah. control of three chambers.
2: Yeah, that's where the governors are going to come into place. Like yeah. I said, there's going to be a lot of stuff that's going to get passed, and then the governors will just go, "Fuck you!" And what are you going to do about it? And so that that's where you see, you know, you know, because so, there's some pretty decent governors out there. I wish. I mean, was that that's where that the money. strength. Is. The strength is in the governors, not in my state, hey, unfortunately.
1: How <laughs> how the hell Dan Forrest didn't win is beyond me. I don't I don't buy that either. No. Trump wins. Lieutenant Governor, uh, uh, Mark Robinson won, yep. you know, the Supreme court won, right. You know, it went all,
2: what, over what, I, what I hate is fucking Dan Forrest just rolled over and didn't yeah. even try to It's like, fuck that guy, man. You should at least put up some sort of fight. Fucking
1: backbone God, man, our fucking state is dying here.
2: Well, man, the, the analogy, <laughs> the one analogy I used, uh, and I, I think I heard it on one of the talk shows, but I said, yo, right now, the attitude toward the republicans is think of a dysfunctional family where every night the father rapes a six-year-old daughter and in the kitchen the mother listens and doesn't do anything well the mother is the republican party the yep. father is the democrat party and the little girl is us and so yep. the republicans do nothing they just sit there and watch and hide because they don't want anybody to feel bad about them. Yep.
1: I yeah, it's a perfect analogy.
2: Yep. Well, <laughs> oh, guys, I've been rolling here for good googly moogly Yeah. two and a half hours. I think almost three.
3: Yeah, that was that was a great that was a great fucking episode. Um, is there anything? <laughs> is there anything that you'd like to plug uh, before you head out?
2: Oh, well, here, uh, my daughter has F-bomb history on YouTube. We're trying to get that thing monetized. So F-bomb history is, uh, you, you know it when you see it, there's, it's, you know, two guys. Basically, what we do is we drink and we tell history. <laughs> so if you like any of the history stories I said, is it's an old SF guy, and old Ranger guy, drinking and telling history. And there's a lot of little skits and, and guns and shit like that in there, too. But it's F bomb history on YouTube, just subscribe to it. It ain't gonna cost you a goddamn dime. But if it get I think over if you get a thousand subscribers, all of a sudden my daughter will get monetized and she can, you know, start that job. Meanwhile, if you want to see my books, there are a few out there, just Patrick O'Kelly, go to Amazon, but I really don't care one way or the other, man, because I'm not writing books to make money. So if you want to read some shit, there you go.
3: (laughs) Hell yeah, dude. Um yeah, thank you so much for coming and hanging out with us tonight. I, this is a very informative and and uh, just all around badass episode, you know. Cool. Um, my, uh, Mike, did you have any other closing statements?
1: Man, this was this was great. Uh, thank you so much for your time coming on no here. Not problem. Sharing uh, it was. Uh, I, I felt very engaged, and uh, I felt like I, I learned a lot tonight, and, and I really appreciate it. And, uh, I just subscribed to your YouTube channel and I'm
2: my daughter. Oh, Thank you.
1: Yeah. I let you get you a little Facebook uh, message here. Thanking you again here too. So you know who I am on in the real world. All right. Yeah.
2: All right. Cool, man. All right, guys. I'm going to sign off. All right. Take All care right. of yourself. Take care. See you later. Bye. Bye. Great show.
3: Wow. Yeah, dude. And Holy shit. <laughs> That was exciting. Yeah, it was a fucking roller coaster. I, I'm I'm really glad that it lined up. I mean, uh, I don't want to be uh, too out there on our conspiracy show, but with it being the solstice and this fucking con- uh, conjunction, and you know, episode twenty five, and and someone that's just so fucking enthralled with history, like that was a uh, was a very um, fire lighting show. You know, like uh, something that will light the fire up under your ass uh yeah i've known him for fucking half of my life probably since i was about 15 um but uh was there anything else that you wanted to touch on for tonight
1: no man this has been good i you know quit while we're ahead and uh get on with life
3: yeah buddy it's about all we can do yeah um everybody
1: yeah you, you sign us out, brother.
3: Yeah. Uh, if you like what you heard here tonight, thanks for hanging out and listening for so long. Um, you can find us on most of the social sesame platforms at Behind the Schemes, SCH3M3S. You can email us at Behind the Schemes at ProtonMail.com. Uh, or even better, come visit our website, Behind the Schemes, SCH3M3S.com. There's a couple of fun little things on there, hopefully by. Uh, 2021, if we haven't gone full Orwellian lockdown and we haven't been whisked away by the thought police, we'll, uh, have some cool shit lined up for y'all. It's going to be, it's going to be a good time, good time all around, you know, fucking. um, I, I, I feel like this is, uh, the opportunity, the opportunity to step forward and, and, you know, start speaking up. You know, it's a small fucking podcast on a small ass platform, but it's something, you know, it's a start. Amen. Cool. Well, I hope everybody bees well, uh, bees well. <laughs> hope everybody stays well um, and we'll catch y'all next time.
1: Bye bye.